<laughs> I don't think that would pan out. I had a similar idea. Anthony Cumia, we're alive, sir. I love it. Joe Rogan. If it was not for you. Oh, my God. This this would not exist. That Which is, is fact, insane. That is 100% actual fact. I was watching you doing live from the compound. Me and Brian Redband were sitting in my fucking living room, and we were watching you. <laughs> you were fucking playing karaoke. You were singing karaoke with a machine gun in front of a green screen. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, this guy, this guy just set up his own studio. Like, he already has Opie and Anthony's show. At the time, you guys were on Sirius XM. Yeah. And he just decided to do this thing in your basement. Just for a goof. Yeah, it was like a hobby. But it's like guys who don't have kids, married, who are not married, don't have kids, don't have anybody telling them what to do, and they also have disposable income. Then you get to see what guys really want to do. They yes. want to sing karaoke with a machine gun in front of a green screen. Yeah, it was cra crazy gun guy karaoke. So I could do that. If, if I was married... I would have a wife that would lose her mind at my living room. Like my living room table that you're supposed to have a candle on and little tchotchkes and stuff is a widescreen uh, computer monitor and uh, a gaming system right next to the table. I have a gaming computer that's just unbelievable. And I sit there and just play video games. So the table itself is a gaming monitor? Yeah, the whole table. Well, the, it, Is it one of those touchscreen ones? No, it's, it's a giant wide monitor. It's like a... Uh, like 40 inches wide. So that's the table. No, it's on the table. Oh, the, on the, the table. Yeah, the table's this big heavy metal thing, but oh. but it's just everything. There's VR goggles up on the console by the TV. It's just sensors around the room for the VR. It's a, a playground. And you're absolutely right. Guys will spend their money on having fun if if allowed to. That's what this place is. This place is insane, Joe. I can't Joe. do this in my house. You go to my house, it's my wife's house. See? It's, That's how it works. I have one elk head on the wall. That's all I have. Everything That's all you're wrong. allowed. I laugh at guys when they have the uh, the man cave. Yeah. They're like, dude, come on down to the man cave. The chicks aren't allowed down here. I got this, <laughs> the TV, that. And I'm like, no. You, her place is the whole house. She relegated you to one room. I go, and you're happy about it. You're happy that you got one room. Happy wife, happy life. That's apparently uh, it. Uh, uh, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work for uh, me. You know the Thoreau <laughs> quote that I say way too many times in this podcast, but I love the quote. Most men live lives of silent desperation. Wow. Yeah. It that is true. It's a hundred percent true. It was. Uh, I was married for a time, and it was. Uh, it was a nightmare. It was a living hell for me. The only thing that got me through as many years as I was married, because I was married nine years, and I don't remember one happy year out of those nine, <laughs> but I had gotten into radio pretty early on in that marriage, um, and that was my life. So I dedicated myself. No matter how miserable anything else in my life was, I was doing radio, so I, I, I thought it was awesome. I have a theory about that. I really do. I think that a person needs a certain amount of suffering in their life. And if you look at some of the all-time great comics, or, or even all-time great radio personalities, like Howard Stern. Yeah. Like, Howard Stern, during his heyday, when he was the fucking man, was miserable at right. home. Right? And he would talk about it. He would hide in his basement. I love and those you would, stories, you would realize, yeah. like, here's this guy, he's... 
the you know the biggest radio personality ever. He's he's huge, and yet he's got to hide, and, and he's just talking about masturbating and hiding from his wife, and he can't get any sex. And you're like, it didn't matter if he was huge, it didn't matter if he was famous, didn't matter how rich he was, didn't matter. Yeah, he's just hiding in the basement, and that angst came out on the radio. Like you related to him, you understood it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I get that, um, and I, it worked for me because there was a lot of misery. <laughs> like when I started uh, doing really well, we moved back to New York from from Boston after we got fired, uh, Opie and myself. You guys and, got uh, fired for saying that the mayor died? Is that what yeah, happened? Yeah, it was an April Fool's gag, and uh, because we always thought the <clears throat> the radio April Fool's jokes were so stupid and hokey, and uh, yeah, we changed the format to all Elvis. <laughs> And it's like, after 10 minutes, they say, April Fool's. Uh, so we're like, let's just go balls out and say the mayor's dead and have a news guy come on and report it and everything. And then it was supposed to subsequently get more outrageous as the uh, the the show went on. So by the end of it, there was a, a Taiwan male hooker in the car with him, and they crashed because he was getting a blowjob or something. Like, it was going to get really ridiculous. But they stopped it early on and never allowed us to even mention it so people really thought he died although it's kind of stupid you go to the ona show for your news but, uh, but back then the internet wasn't what it is now exactly you yeah, got, was yeah. The, inter the internet was it even a, it was barely a thing it was barely a thing uh because that was 90 97 yeah. around there 98 what, uh, what year did you get on you're probably early adopter, i was on right? pff, really early like the 80s i was on Bulletin, bulletin board boards? service wow. uh, and uh, used to play trivia games with a 300 baud modem wow. uh, with people and I thought it was amazing uh, even then and then in in the uh, uh, when we were up in Boston I bought a digital camera that was just this giant thing and I had a laptop another giant thing and uh, I would take pictures of what was going on in the studio and then post them that night on a website that I figured out I used to uh, code the HTML myself and make a website just to post pictures and links wow. and people thought it was amazing like you're seeing what we talked about that day uh it wasn't instant but it was pretty cool and then i started doing videos i i was able to put video like maybe eight second clips of nude girls if they were in the studio and pop that up and people loved it uh and then i got a bill from the the company for bandwidth and i didn't know bandwidth it was a twelve thousand dollar bill for a month <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I there was no there was no compression or anything. I'm pumping video out to thousands of people uncompressed, and uh, apparently um, they had that happen a couple of times. So they told me, uh, it, it, just don't do it again. They didn't make me pay, which was pretty cool. Wow! But at that point, I had to learn about you know coding and. Uh, a compression and things like that. Yeah. But so you just kept doing it and just just put them in some sort of a compressed format. Yeah, yeah. What I did you uh, What did you use? Do you remember back then? Oh God, I think it was like uh, for audio, it was real audio, which was hilarious. <laughs> That's right, the little player. The yeah, real the audio little player, play, real, real audio player would pop up, and then for video, God, I can't even remember what it was, but it was terrible. It was all pixelated, you know, like. 10 frames per minute kind Isn't of it weird that things like real audio which was everywhere just yeah they just quit just, I mean, yeah they, they gave up are they around still yeah. unless Jamie, they changed into something else yeah, you know they or got, got bought out by got somebody eaten up. Yeah, yeah yeah 
Yeah, that happens to everything. But honestly, if it was not for you <clears throat> and your show, Live from the Compound, and for, for Opie and Anthony. Hilarious. Because Opie and Anthony was the first radio show that I re- where I ever realized you don't really have to have a format. Yeah. You could just talk. Yeah, it was just kind of a, a, a talk thing. It was a hang. It was a hang. And yeah. a lot of the... Uh, uh, we we were on the same company. It was the same company as Howard Stern, it's CBS Radio. Yeah. Oh, look at that! Real it, is still here. It makes, wow! Like, it says it makes stories from your videos and photos now, but this is exactly what it is. It's real.com. Oh. It's a real player. Uh-huh. It <clears throat> automatically makes video stories from your best photos. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off there. Ew. <laughs> ew, it's ew now. It's, it's like a de- kind of montage. iPhone does it automatically too. For the- yeah, yeah. It <laughs> used to be a good way to watch porn with weird codecs. The codex, yeah. Right, when, yeah, yeah, when yeah. porn had a weird codex, you know, like, who a fucking, who compiled this? <laughs> yeah. And then you'd, you'd get it, you'd watch it on real player. Like, when yeah. you'd get porn from BitTorrent. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and sometimes you wouldn't have anything on your computer to play it, with, say, codec not available. Yeah, exactly. You'd get pissed off because so you, you like the thumbnail. It, like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, no, that thumbnail was awesome. I got to see this. <laughs> I remember the first time I ever got a porn video sent to me. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. You could watch a porn video? Like, this, before it was just photos. The know? photos were insane because uh, I, I guess it was around the mid 90s. My brother picked up a uh an apple computer i don't even know what model it was or anything but it was uh, it was pretty good for the time and uh i just sat in front of that thing for hours and hours on end just one porn pick it was no videos just pictures and you know how they used to scroll uh sometimes it was a corrupt file so halfway down it would just turn white yeah and and pixelated and zigzaggy but uh just for hours just one more one more, one more, and, <laughs> and just it would go. Dick, 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 <laughs> yeah, dick, 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 yeah. Dick, dick, dick. It would slowly emerge. Dick, yeah. dick, 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 dick. It was very, uh, very compelling. Yeah, you'd sit there just waiting for it's the like tits. It's like a 3D and... printer is faster now. Yeah, than it was downloading photos on a 14K modem. Yeah, yeah. It, it's insane to think of the technology end of it because uh, you got thumb drives with more memory than entire computers had yeah. just uh, a few years ago. Uh, and and I remember, I guess it was Bill Gates or something said you'll you'll never need anything more powerful than a 486 back years ago, <laughs> and it's like what a couple of megs of memory and uh, just crazy. The the demand for for uh, computer power got way out of hand, well, and I especially mean, with games and stuff. Cause oh yeah, I'm yeah. A, a huge gaming guy. Now you download a game like uh, Red Dead Redemption Two or uh, Call of Duty. Um, uh, and and it's 75 to 100 gigs really those games yeah and it's like that would have that would have been 100 computers <laughs> like and and to think of those floppy disks you used to get games on yeah. it would have been a pallet stacked up like six feet high of those discs to load it um on a computer so yeah like the old doom game yeah 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 that with a yeah you just make those sounds and hopefully it would work and uh yeah now you just download them i haven't been to a a gaming store in years because with uh, origin or steam you just download the game right off your uh offline and so if you want to uh, get red great. redemption too you just download it you just download it like i don't know yeah. who goes to gamestop or anything anymore it's, people um, still do though i mean there's one in the mall i've seen people yeah walk yeah in. yeah i've seen it i, I don't xbox? know maybe for used games yeah xbox and uh playstation but at xbox you could download too right oh yeah 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 and playstation All those things. yeah you just plug that 
Cat Six or whatever. Isn't I was it? having a conversation with Jordan Peterson about this yesterday off air. I was saying I'm really I get concerned because I feel like all of our information, like uh, the vast majority of it, is now digital. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have some things that are written down on paper, but even paper, so it's so easy to break and burn and fuck up. I mean, we lost most of human beings lost most of the information about Egypt when they burned the Library of Alexandria. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? I mean, there could have been all sorts of schematics and some diagrams, detailed diagrams, how they built some of the things they built. Yeah. Lost it all. You know, that easily could happen to us, and then we'd be starting from scratch again. Yeah, the uh, when when it takes some form of electricity to to get to all this information, yeah. you're really dependent on that there's going to be power, that type of power uh, forever. And even if we figure out how to reboot electricity, let's say if someday in the future, what if we have a massive coronal mass ejection and it fucking <laughs> nukes the entire... The, the whole grid and all the satellites go down and we have to start from scratch. So yeah. it's a decade, two decades before people start rebuilding computers again that actually work. Well, they're going to have to decipher all this information. They're going to have to figure out those codecs. They're going to have to figure right. out. Yeah, they're going to get drivers to make all this stuff work. And you're going to miss a lot of it. Yeah, all the info is literally ones and zeros yeah. and has to be decoded and, and put back together again. And some important stuff, if it's on a drive somewhere, it could just get nuked. Yeah, and yeah. And it's gone. And, and then gone it. forever. All the things that people figured out, gone. <laughs> Uh, don't you wish that would happen at some point? <laughs> I don't know. I'm so cynical, man. You, I you really are have, lately more so. I, I I think over the course of the past few years, I've just gotten more cynical, and uh, I think social media uh, had a, a big effect on me. Uh, well, you engage too much. Yes, I yeah. did. I'm, I'm off social media now. I have been for for maybe uh, months at least. You know, was I, it a personal choice? Well, Twitter kicked me off quite a few times. <laughs> what did they kick you off for? Uh, just dumb shit too. It wasn't even. Um, it, it wasn't even that bad. Like w- w- the last one, it was. Uh, I was defending Jimmy Norton. Some girl was on just bashing Jimmy, and uh, and I was like, L- "Look at you!" I go, "I don't even know what you are." First of all, you're either uh, a masculine girl or a feminine guy. And your hair looks like it was dyed with period blood. Because she had some, and <laughs> boom, it. gone. They fucking permanently suspended me. Wow, that was that period was it. Blood was you can't period make fun blood. Of cycles. You can't make fun of that. You can't make fun of somebody's uh, looks if their sexuality. Mm. I kind of called him a a femme uh, yeah. or or a butch, whatever it was. Whichever whichever case, which whichever case. <laughs> and to this day, I still don't know actually. <laughs> But uh, so I get kicked off a lot. I have a Twitter account now, but I have not told anybody what the name is or because I just use it for research for the show. Right. Because Twitter gets the news before the news. Yeah. Like that's where everything breaks now on Twitter. You know what's interesting to me? Louis Farrakhan still on Twitter. It, it's it's ever, amazing. You ever read some of the shit he says it's about evil Jews? Crazy anti-Semitic. Unbelievable. <clears throat> yeah. Unbelievable. And for whatever reason, they're scared to kick him off. Yeah, they won't kick him off. I guess uh, Laura Loomer is a, a Jewish kind of independent reporter girl. And, slash uh, nutcase. Slash nutcase. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever you want to. She chained herself to she Twitter. She chained herself to Twitter <laughs> yesterday. It's hilarious. I just watched it uh, on Periscope. As it was going on, and she's got a bullhorn, and she's just yeah. yelling uh, at Twitter. That's the fact- where you lose me. When you got a, bull- a bullhorn? When, like, yeah. 
You know, it's funny. It's kind of left-wing tactics she was using. Yeah. Because uh, conservatives, the right, Republicans, whatever you want to call it, are pretty mellow when it comes to – they don't demonstrate, really. Right. They like to just get in there and, and do their shit, whatever it is. Uh, but liberals really like getting out there and marching and yelling and bullhorns and uh, stuff like that. So it was weird like to see that on the other end. Yeah. Uh, but she she's just screaming – and uh, I guess I guess they they unhooked her and uh, and arrested her. So it was pretty. Fun. What did they fi- What did they kick her off of Twitter for? They kicked her off for talking about uh, Islam and talking about how uh, Twitter was celebrating uh, Women's Day, whatever whatever that was uh, on a certain day, by uh, focusing like the picture was one of those uh, Islamic women that got elected to office up in uh, what was it Minnesota or somewhere. So she said how hypocritical that was because, you know, Islam is for female genital mutilation and uh, against women's rights and they kill gay people. And and that's all she posted. And she got kicked off for hate speech against wow. Islam. And and then her argument was Louis Farrakhan is saying, you know, I'm not an anti-Semite. I'm an anti-termite equating Jews with insects, which is yeah. pretty 1930s Germany <laughs> kind of a thing. So, uh you know, while her heart was in the right place, I guess, uh, it did come off a little wacky. She also had a um, Star of David, a yellow Star of David on her, her shirt uh, as she was chained to Twitter. And people got upset with that. Uh, there she is. I just thought, to tell you the <laughs> truth, I thought it was a good strategic move because you're going to buy time with that. Because the police do not want that optic of a uniformed guy kind of. Pulling yes. a girl off there wearing a, a Star of David thing. It just, a picture looks bad. So yeah, she, it might have bought her some time, but I don't know if that was her motive. She planned it out well. She did, apparently. I mean, uh, it was the number one uh, trending topic on Twitter, uh, which is odd that, you know, she gets kicked off and ends up being the, the number one trending topic. Well, what's really odd is this is while Manafort he may have perjured himself, right. Mueller's going after Trump's deeper ties. Cohen is now saying that. Trump was in cahoots with Putin. He was going to give him the $50 million penthouse tower in Moscow. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, all and, that. But like, no, no, no. That girl got kicked off she Twitter. She kicked off Twitter. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous because I got, like I said, I got kicked off. And I'm, I'm, I'm a little bummed about it. Uh, but uh, it's because it's odd. It's not just a private company anymore that can do what they want. I'm not for government regulation, so I don't know how you fix this. But Twitter is now a thing where the president's on it. World leaders are discussing things on it. Emergency management, FEMA and and the weather services, they put out alerts in case of uh, danger or or some kind of event that's going to happen. And because of your political ideology or calling a girl period blood hair, uh, you're not privy to – alerts and safety information that well it's it's clear that it's not everyone's doesn't have to follow the same rules we've already established that with farrakhan right we've also established that with trump sam harris has been on a he was at least i think he's abandoned it but he it was on a quest to get jack to try to hold up his terms of service agreement and and kick Trump off of Twitter. Right. He's like, look what he's doing. He's threatening nuclear war. <laughs> like, do you understand? Like, this is the craziest use of Twitter ever. Yeah. And I think Jack's position was that it is, it's more beneficial to have him on, and it's really 
we are getting to see his personality in a way we've never seen any president's personality. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the the, the most ridiculous petty shit that he does. <laughs> Like attacking Michelle Wolf because of her White House correspondence doing right. thing, yeah. calling people losers, you know, <laughs> making fun of uh, the girl on um, Joe Scarborough, the girl he married. Yeah, yeah. Saying Mi that she had fucked up plastic surgery Mika. and she was bleeding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just makes shit up. I mean, do you think she really, really thinks she showed up in Mar-a-Lago bleeding with fucking <laughs> plastic surgery? He's a fucking maniac. But, <laughs> he really is. But meanwhile, that it it. It's good for us to see because it yeah. educates us to who he is as a real person. Right. Like, he, there's a lot of who you are just gets exposed in those tweets. Yeah. It's like, we little bit, bit, you can't know everything about a person from their Twitter, but you can get, you can parse out little chunks where you get a, a good taste. And for him, it's very, very revealing. Yeah, it is a weird thing. This is, I think this will be looked back on as a very pivotal moment. Uh, in American history and in politics where that kind of crossroad happened. Yeah. Uh, because we were we were pretty satisfied with uh, that political speech thing. That, and we need yeah. to bring up the lower uh, middle class to the... And they just go on and on and drone on. And it's this weird speech that no real human being ever speaks like. Hillary was hilarious. And what we need today is to... It, it was fake. It comes off as fake and phony. Trump comes rolling in. It's absolutely batshit insane. Like the stuff he says, like you were saying. The other day, he's he's giving a speech and he said that when he was younger, people said he looked like Elvis because he was doing some kind of a commemorative thing for Elvis um, uh, down in, uh, is it Tennessee or somewhere? And he says uh, he looked like Elvis. And we're laughing our asses off, me and Keith, uh, because no one ever told him he looked like Elvis. <laughs> no one ever told him that. And 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 there's so many things. And I'm I'm a Trump guy. I voted for the guy because I I wanted that monkey wrench thrown into the machine. I felt we had gotten screwed too many decades, and it was time to let Washington know, like, look, we'd rather elect this nut than any of you guys. So I, I think it proved a point. Uh, there are enough checks and balances in place where, you know, the likes of any one president really isn't going to do that much damage. I think he's pulled the cover off a lot of stuff. I think people are trying to compete with him on Twitter. Politicians are trying to play his game, and it's mm -hmm. kind of fun to watch. As a, a comic entertainer, it's gold. Do you see what Tulsi Gabbard said to him? What? She's a congresswoman from uh, Hawaii. <clears throat> she said, uh, being Saudi Arabia's bitch isn't making America first. Like, that's a congresswoman. See? They're like, all kind of yeah. taking that. They it's never used to do that. No. They didn't, and it's odd that a 70-year-old guy was the one that was, like, bringing Twitter to <clears throat> social media into this uh, forum. It is odd. And, and, yeah, you would think it would be some young guy who would yeah. get in there and do it, but... They would uh, never do it the way he's doing it. No, that's he's just doing it. it like a reckless maniac. It's and and that's because he can. Yeah, the guy you, you, you'll never see a chain of events like what happened to elect Donald Trump. The rich guy is just a, a billionaire, a millionaire, whatever you want to call him. Who he's got, got a lot all of money. His money from his dad, from his his dad, and then you know I remember him uh, in New York uh, when I was a kid. Trump was always in the news. Developer, he was always banging heads with politicians, trying to get some kind of zoning thing going or build some other tower somewhere. And uh, so we were all familiar with him, and we knew he was like this piece of shit guy, you know? 
Like everyone was surprised. Like, oh God, he grabbed by the pussy. He's like, we saw in the Daily News and the New York Post every week. Trump was with some other who uh, <laughs> and shit. So it wasn't a surprise to to us. Yeah, uh, but he got out there, and it was the perfect timing. Like we come off the uh, the heels of eight years of a Democratic president, uh, and, and it just was people were ready for a maniac to be in the some White House. Some people were. Some yeah. people were, my exactly. Fa- my favorite image of the election was that lady with the sock hat on, on yeah. her knees, with the glasses, screaming, Screaming. No! It, like, that, to me, ushered in this era of outrage and chaos. Yeah, yeah, it just- That was uh, it. That was like the, the, the primal scream that set off the dominoes, and they're all in motion right now. It wasn't supposed to happen. It, it wasn't supposed to happen. Hillary was supposed to be president. That's what everybody thought. It was going to go down in history as just one of those wacky elections <laughs> and then business as usual. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when, when Trump won, it turned everything upside down and ripped the cover off of, I think, not only politics in Washington, but uh, Hollywood, uh, uh, the mainstream media. The news media, everything had the covers ripped off, and everyone's yeah. now got to peek inside and realize how fucked up everything is. You know, <laughs> you used to assume Washington at least the people had some kind of control, like no. they were they were adults doing the job that needed to be, and then you realize, oh my god, everyone's just a piece of shit. Do you remember? Uh, here's a story that disappeared from years ago. Do you remember the Washington Madam? That suicided herself. Oh she yeah, had a whole yeah. Book filled with politicians yep. that were uh, getting, they were banging all these prostitutes. <laughs> yeah, and she was going to release everything, and she was doing press conferences, and then she committed suicide. Committed suicide. And everybody's like, "Well, case closed. You know, no big deal. Oh, we lost her books. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever." You and know? then it disappeared. Yeah, it disappeared. Things like that happen. Oh fuck like, yeah, they like do. Politicians kill people. Oh yeah. Uh, there's there's secret backroom deals that happen and. It's crazy. House of Cards is way closer to reality than people would like to believe. Yeah, yeah. Way closer. We, uh, over the course of the decades upon decades, uh, every year that goes by, we seem to get a little more knowledge and a little less confident in the government. Mm-hmm. I mean, I watch some shit from the 50s, you know. <laughs> There's plenty of things on YouTube and even even industrial films, just this thing of how a family, how to raise your family, how to be a good wife, all that stuff. And it was all this weird propaganda of what America was. And then as years go by, you realize, oh, it was all bullshit. Like politicians were always getting rich uh, and no one seems to know how or why. And, and these deals that are made aren't always in our best interest. They're not civil servants there to represent and help you. And, and and as the years go by, we see more and more of this. And the past two years with Trump has just been, uh, man, quite a crash course. It really has. Yeah. <clears throat> it's great. I'm, I'm fascinated to see where it goes. I'm, I'm fascinated to see if he seems... You know, I mean, they always called Gotti the Teflon Don, yeah. but it seems like Trump is the Teflon Donald. I mean, yeah. he seems, it, it seems like all these things keep happening. And <laughs> and even because of the, like, I remember Justin Martindale, a comedian friend of mine, 
it's hilarious. He goes, uh, he was talking about Stormy Daniels. He was like, uh, she's our Monica Lewinsky. She's going to take him down. Oh, I'm like, God. the fuck? That's not happening. No, nope. You don't get it. He doesn't care that they know he fucked her. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't care. Do you understand? It's not, you have to care for it to work. Right. And that's just it. People don't really care. It's, uh, well, some people. Uh, don't care. I, I follow uh, like Rosie O'Donnell's account on Twitter and Rob <laughs> Reiner is another one. And for two years, over two years, uh, they have just been like counting down and, and, and the day that it's like, oh, impeachment's right around the corner. Yeah. Oh, he's out. Oh, they're going to put him in prison. I hope you and your son get a cell next to each other. And it's like, <laughs> how long are you going to do this? Eight years? Yeah. Is it going to be eight years of you going, well, any day now. <laughs> how about uh, Keith Muller's going to, yeah. Do you remember when he was doing that wacky show in a basement somewhere like, for GQ? Like a mental patient. Yes, like legitimately like a mental patient. Yeah. The resistance. Screaming. And it, it was like he was doing, like, it was almost like burlesque or something. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how it was like the bur the radio version of burlesque. Yeah, Burlesque yeah. is like, when you see a girl doing burlesque, it's like an, a throwback to an old-timey way of doing things. Like the guy right. with the handlebar mustache with the bowler cap will introduce her. <laughs> yeah. She's bawdy. She's bodacious. <laughs> Please welcome Madam blah, blah, blah. And she comes out da, 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 to music that nobody listens to anymore. And she's dancing around. Right. It's very weird. And they're, they're, they're always kind of big girls. They're not skinny and like little strippers. Oh, they're yeah. on meth. They're girls who eat. <laughs> so it's like it's a throwback to a different time of, of rowdiness. And when he was in front of that screen, like and oh doing God, this yeah. thing with his suit on and his tie, like the, and everything was like really well written and like right. these precise points. And I don't understand like what the red, blue in the background was either. It's just, it was so, it, it seemed like something that someone had set up like be, not as good as your compound media uh, yeah, in your yeah. basement <laughs> live from the compound it wasn't it wasn't as good as that it's like that's the background this is for GQ GQ is like okay we have $30 yeah. so <laughs> yeah. what do you have do with $30 I, th I think uh I think uh, Charlie's got a camera yeah. he could bring okay. it in $30 good okay yeah. we have a table the IKEA table that's $12 <laughs> you have $18 left <laughs> we got some construction paper for the background I mean what the fuck is this <laughs> yeah. They got some big ass blue and and blue uh, and red paint. Yeah, or yeah. posters. Like it, what? What is that? And then he would just pontificate there, and and he quit. Know. And his last thing was like, because the end is imminent. There's no no reason for me to go on. Right. Trump is finished. Yeah. What is this? My work here is done. Play some of this. Trump is finished. Posted one year, one year okay. ago this week. Exactly one year ago. <laughs> wow. It's, it's November 11, 2017 was when he quit. <laughs> get a pardon from Trump or that Mueller, as I've also reported here, has succeeded in finding a way around Trump's pardon power. And either of these near certainties spell Trump's doom. <laughs> so that's the most obvious of the seven ways for Trump to go now. Seven. Mueller really will get him on Russia. It will be ugly and it will tear this country nearly apart, but it will be necessary. The second way is, as I've also repeatedly suggested here, that Mueller doesn't really need to prove anything about Trump and Russian sabotage of the election. There seems to be so much obstruction of justice, from the firing of James Comey to the lies about Trump Jr.'s meetings with the Russians, that it's hard to pick out a key player in the Trump inner circle who could not be guilty of it. 
pumped to be impeached. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. It's like, a year ago, and it's yeah. like it's nope. still going, still going, still going, and and it's like it's fake news. Yeah, end it now. Fake news. It's a hoax. But it is interesting. Like Mueller to me is fascinating because he seems like a ruthless motherfucker yeah, who yeah. takes his time. He's like a guy who says, "Hey, look at me." I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. and it's not going to be today. Okay? That's all you need to know. Yeah. It's not going to be today, but I'm going to fucking kill you. And like every day, he's plotting on killing you. You see him drive by your house and wave. Yeah. You're like, when is yeah. when is the hammer falling? You look out your window of your office. He's out in yeah, the park look at that guy. drinking coffee. <laughs> oh, he has seen some shit. Oh, I mean. This guy. He's, yeah. I mean, he's a cold-blooded intelligence agent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th th those guys have seen everything. Uh-huh. He knows the inner work is the machine. And he knows how you bring a guy like that down and how you fuck it up. And he's doing everything that leads me to believe that he's not fucking it up. This uh, is a slow play. And if there is, if there is anything to uh, the Russian thing, I, I, you would think something would have leaked out by now. Well, it has. I mean, there was, a, there was a video the other day of Donald that they just played on CNN of Donald uh, talking about how many times he's actually been to Russia, Donald Jr. Uh -huh. And, you know, he had said that he hadn't been. And then there's another video of him from years ago saying, yeah, I've been there many times. 2005, yeah, yeah. six, seven, well, eight, talking about business. The problem with uh, the people that are going after Trump uh, that they don't seem to understand the guy, right up until he became president of the United States, was just a private citizen businessman. So he had a lot of dealings around the world with uh, his real estate and buildings and, and uh, golf courses. All this shit happened when he was just a citizen doing business. Now, whether it was ethical or not, um, that, that could definitely be brought into question. Whether it's legal or not, uh, I'm sure that's what they're looking into also, but he wasn't he wasn't uh, beholden to the people as a public servant. There wasn't a conflict of interest because he was a lifelong politician right. and using the power of his office to make deals. So and, and that also goes hand in hand with him just fucking around yeah. like like if he went from a, a selectman in his hometown and then years and years go by and then you're the president and you built that career up <laughs> any at any point in there, they could call you out on being. Uh, a horrible human being because you fuck girls or you're this or you had a shady business dealing. But up until two years ago, he was just Donald fucking Trump. Yeah. So it's hard to call him out on even dealing with Russia because there's plenty of businessmen that deal with Russia and but China. The, I think the question is whether or not he colluded with Russia to get information about Hillary and also to, to, to put out all that propaganda against Hillary and also saying that they're going to make a deal to do the Trump Tower in Moscow. This is all while he was running for president uh -huh. and not being honest about it. I think that's... That's where it gets... Again, I don't know almost if there's anything illegal there. I don't know if there's anything uh, that, that he did that is illegal. Because I believe when you're campaigning, say whatever the fuck you want to anybody. I, right, I don't think you're... you're not really running. I mean, you're, right. you're, 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 you're running, might but lose. you're not really running anything. You're if, not really running the country. Yeah, if he lost, 
the presidency, he would still have to have some ducks in, in a row to continue his business. So, yes. you know, and his son took over uh, that part of, of what he was doing so he could campaign. Mm. So whether Donnie Jr. went over to Russia or not, I don't really see. You might think it's unethical and you might go, well, did he say if we win, we'll do this and right. help you out? So who knows about that part of it? But I don't see in and of itself him going over there being that big a problem. And the fact that, you know, the Clinton campaign and the DNC, they had a lot of shady deals going on with Russia also. And that crazy dossier and uh, an English spy and a Russian like and that just never seems to get any traction. It's weird. Well, there's way more left-wing media publications than there yeah, are right-wing. Absolutely, that's just a fact. There's only a few right-wing uh, newspapers, and right-wing websites are oftentimes maligned. They're yeah. not treated seriously. Like, there's no right-wing newspaper that's treated with the same amount of respect as the New York Times. No, it hell exist. no, it doesn't exist. No, what the. Uh the New York Post. <laughs> well, is the New York Post right wing? I don't know. They're more they, outrageous than yeah, they are right wing. Yeah, yeah. They don't give a fuck who you are. Liberal, Democrat. True. Conservative, Republican. They'll fuck you. Some of the headlines yeah. that have come off of the fucking Post have been classic over the years. <laughs> they're amazing. Yeah. They're like comics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just comedy. Yeah. I, one was, uh, God, the one I thought was just so douchey. When Fred Astaire died, it was said, a stairway to heaven. Oh. <laughs> I was like, who fucking? <laughs> but that's someone New must York. have gotten hit for that. That is the one thing that I do love about New York and Boston too. Yeah, yeah. There's a harshness to the comedy because yeah, like, yeah. the people are fucking cold. It's cold. The wintertime is cold. And like fuck you. <laughs> and that that growing up there, man, it fucking it flavored me. It flavored Burr. Yeah. There's a, a million guys like that. That like that Patrice. That fucking yep. comedy. A lot of it came out of that part of the world because that part of the world's different. Isn't that weird? It's it's cold. It's fucking I, cold. I, I, and and you think that just makes people <laughs> angry? Yeah. Cold and a lot of people. I think yeah. cold and very few people makes people like more down homey and compassionate and they stay together. Montana. Except for a few serial killers randomly <laughs> right. scattered scattered out into the woods. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, you get like people that work together and help each other because they realize they're in this together. Yeah, there is a there's a stark <laughs> difference between uh New York uh, and Boston-based comics and LA-based comics. Oh, it's amazing. Giant difference. Yeah, yeah. And some of them have that crossover appeal, there, and they've moved, mm -hmm. you know, plays yeah. and and uh, like Bill, you know. But maintains and, that Boston sensibility, that New York sensibility. Yeah, yeah. That's what's appealing about him is that he's still a savage. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Like that. You don't grow that out here. It's no. too sunny. <laughs> It's nice every day. Everyone's uh, everyone seems kind of pleasant yeah. out here, whether it's real or phoniness. But it it comes off as pleasantry. And in New York, it's just a grave disregard for everybody. Uh, yeah, you literally step over people. It's too many people. Yeah, yeah. They lose their value. Yeah, it's uh, like if you have a million pennies and you drop a penny, you're like whatever. Shit, right. Lost a guy on the train. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It, it is odd when uh, you, you think about if there was somebody just laying in the, the gutter of the street in, I don't know, some small town in, in Kansas, uh, the, the police and ambulance would be called and people would stop and ask if he was okay. And, stuff. and in New York, you literally step over those people. You yeah. just don't even look in their face. You, it's, a, it's an inconvenience yeah. that someone is laying on the sidewalk. If you were in the middle of a, of a snowstorm 
and you were your car broke down and you saw a guy laying on the side of the road. Yeah. You'd help him. Of course. You'd be like, oh, Jesus, poor guy. Look, we got to help him too. Yeah. Come on. Hey, buddy, you all right? Yeah. Yeah. Not so much yeah, in New, New York. York. New York, you just see him lying in his own piss, needle hanging out of his dick. Yeah. And, no I'm, I, and I'm pissed that it stinks yeah. down Ugh, on the subway. Fucking gross. Like, fucking disgusting, man. Yeah. Yeah, no compassion. It does stink too, though. In a, on a steamy oh, August day, it's the worst, it's, and it's gotten worse uh, yeah. under uh, De Blasio, who's the mayor uh, of New York now. And uh, say what you want about Giuliani, who now is batshit crazy. Uh, what happened with him? I don't know. I something, think there's something blew a fuse. He's not respectable anymore. He's like some kind. Of, well, he aligned himself with Trump, so that immediately gets you put into a category but Why he's also he a little that? i think he's got some dementia going uh, on like yeah. he just doesn't seem right uh, you know what it is mm. lost his comb over that the, he had a comb over for what is uh, that like uh he what's his name with the, the comb over and he realized oh my god i'm fucking yeah, crazy samson's hair it's like that <laughs> he he lost the, the last wisps those last wisps of comb over yeah that yeah, he that had Neil during nine eleven going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was uh, at one point. You know, after nine eleven, they called nine ten two thousand one. He was a piece of shit. Yeah, no one liked Giuliani. Yeah. He ruined New York. He ruined it by commercializing it, cleaning up all the porn theaters, uh, uh, getting rid of the tunnel bunnies and the squeegee guys. Like yep. he went on a tear. Just gave the police department carte blanche to start racking head and taking care of business. It cleaned up New York. Times Square turned into a Disney type atmosphere yeah. instead of that drug-addled fucking mess that it was. And and people hated him for kind of ruining that gritty New York that we saw in Taxi Driver and shit. And then 9-11, he was America's mayor. That's what they called him. Yeah. America's mayor. He's going out of Yankee games and ovations and people. He's standing with the uh, there he yeah. is, comb See, over. He looks like a crazy person on the right. Yeah, yeah. He she just uh, totally shaved his head. If I talk yeah. to him, I say, "Listen, bro, there's a lot of power in just shaving your just head. Just shave that head, motherfucker." Yeah, you feel good. You feel like a guy who has like hair on the side of his head. Unless you do a lot of drugs, like Hunter S. Thompson, it's hard to right, pull that right. off. You can't pull that off. <laughs> I think, yeah. Uh, who Look at who him pulls at the it upper off? Right hand side. That's a that's a comb over in the beginning. No, yeah. Above that. Above that. Above that. To the right. <laughs> to the right with a suit. Look at that. Oh that's, yeah. That's where it's first started. That's the full that's comb like over. A oh yeah, my god. Yeah. Look at that. Oh. That's working Jesus. it from the back. Like, hey, and what buddy. did he do? Did he try to get uh, <clears throat> plugs or something in the front? I don't think so. I don't know what that is. It's just just rocking that full strong comb over. That is. Uh, he uh, he had a lot to do with uh, the 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 um, getting rid of organized crime in yes. New York City, yeah. like the mafia, mm -hmm. the five families, all that shit was still running pretty rampant uh, throughout the seventies and eighties. Uh, as a kid, me and my brother used to laugh our asses off. We'd open the newspaper, and there was like Johnny the Horse Bugliotti <laughs> was found dead, and stuff. We would laugh our asses off at the names, yeah, like uh, just those those mob names. It's it's hilarious, and that scene in Goodfellas at the beginning when they're just going through, and you know the nose and killer and this guy and yeah, they all yeah, had, yeah. have those fucking names oh, that are names. hilarious. And uh, yeah, Giuliani was a big part of that. I'm surprised they didn't kill him. Like he was absolutely responsible he kept going after them 
and kept putting them away uh, with the you know the new Rico statutes that they yeah. had and uh, locked up a lot of mobsters, man. So well, you know another problem with the mobsters is they started ratting on each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as you start ratting on each other, all your mystique is gone. Your yeah. whole your whole legend is gone. This is. Uh-huh. The whole thing is that you guys have omerta. You keep your fucking mouth shut. You do your time like a man. Right. And then you get out and you're a hero. And this whole thing keeps going. This thing of ours this keeps going. This thing of ours. But those fucking pussies didn't want to go to jail. Isn't that something like the old school guys would be offered, you know, you could walk. Yep. Or you could get a really fuck easy sentence. You. Just talk. Oh, fuck your mother. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and then, yeah, it, they reached the point where it's like, yeah, I, I, I'm not built for prison. No. But when they would put him in prison, though, it was like in Goodfellas. Right. They would be able to cook, and they, they paid the guards off. Yeah. They had a sweet setup. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the internet ruined all that, too. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, the internet. Well, it was probably all dead before the internet. But, but you know, like Sammy the Bull Gravano, he was free. Like, yeah. He did his time, the, the minimal amount of time. He killed at least 10 people. They mean, <laughs> murdered, they, people. murdered people. Murdered yeah, people. Yeah. And they, he, he confessed to them. You know, talked about the murders right. that he did and how he did them. He wanted Gotti so bad. They wanted yeah. Gotti so bad. I mean, Sammy the Bull Gravano was a fucking straight up psychopath. Yeah. A total serial killer. Yeah. And they let him walk. And then he got arrested eventually for selling ecstasy in Phoenix. He moved to huh. Phoenix after that. Yeah, yeah. And then he... Uh, he was running shit down there. And how did he just not get whacked out? Like what, what the mob was gone. They all were gone. It, and no one dissipated. cared. It all it had all crumbled. Isn't that something? Yeah. Just like uh, yeah, poof went away. Well, the thing like Gotti was the first one that was like real flashy in public about yeah, it. All. Yeah, yeah. They Whereas, didn't like, like that. Vincent the Chin always used to walk around like a crazy person in the bathrobe, the bathrobe. pretending he was nuts. But he would he would give people directions while he was doing that. But he felt like everything was being bugged. So what they would do is they'd bug cars along his walking route, right. so they could record him. Oh, they that knew, is hilarious. They knew what he was doing. Jesus. There's always a way. Yeah. There's always a way to get you. Yeah. The mystique was gone, though. Yeah. yeah it wasn't really... Like, the Russians still have the mystique. Russian mobsters... They are brutal, too. They're the scary ones. Like, they are the scary ones. Yeah, there's there's the scary ones now. a worse mob... Because regardless of what it turned into, there was a time where the Italian mob did have a line. Like, you didn't mm-hmm. cross. Family, things like yeah. that. Uh, but the Russians, oh my God, will they fuck up an entire family? The yeah. dog, everything gets everything. killed yeah. in the worst way. Yeah, they're scary, scary motherfuckers. I had a, a an experience um, out. It was uh, Broadway, I guess, uh, and they have those pedal cabs that go around, and they're all Russian dudes, big fucking legs on them. And they pedal around, and I was looking for a cab, a real cab, to take me downtown. I wasn't going to ride fifteen blocks in a. a tricycle uh, <laughs> with Yuri pedaling in front of me. So uh, this guy passed by once and said, do you need the cab? I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Thanks. Comes around again. I'm still waiting for a cab. And he goes, cab? And I was like, I'm not going to have you pedal me 15 fucking blocks. No. Move. And and you could yell at a cab driver in New York. They'll yell out your window and stuff. They rarely will get out of their car. They know, you know, you got the medallion right there. You could just call the number and say you were being harassed by a cab driver so they won't do anything this guy gets off his fucking bike you have a fucking problem you have a fucking problem what and and i was just like oh shit it's going down 
<laughs> this guy means business. And of course, I'm like, no, nope, no, all good. All good. I, I Thank you. I don't need a, a cab. You're right, motherfuck. And <laughs> that was it. But you don't fuck with Russians. No, they're not regular white people. No, they're not. They're not. They're hard people. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you see that in the UFC. There's a lot right. of badass Russians well, fighting obviously in the UFC we, now. We saw that uh, recently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. When that. he was on top of Connor, punching him in the face, saying, let's oh. talk now. Let's yeah. talk. Let's yeah. talk. Boom. Let's talk. Come on. We talk. Boom. Just twisted. Horrific. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they got those other videos that you see uh, on YouTube and whatnot of Russians just uh, up in, in uh, steel eye beams. Yeah. Like a hundred stories doing up. Doing backflips. Swinging, doing yeah. backflips, hanging by two fingers. Oh, Isn't that uncomfortable? Falling and sometimes, sometimes falling. falling. Yeah. yeah. My hands are sweating. I, you just talking about that makes my hands sweat. Dude, it is so uncomfortable to watch. Oh. And because uh, they they get themselves in these positions where maybe there's this thin little uh, alcove yeah. and, and they put their hands against one side, their feet against the other. This, if your feet slip, there's no no recovering. That drives me crazy. <laughs> it's not, look, I got goosebumps. <laughs> Isn't that weird? You get a visceral reaction yeah, to, to just the thought. <laughs> and I have some friends that just know that I freak out, so they send me those every oh, day. Oh, Christ. Yeah. There are some things that... Uh, are online. Oh, look at, oh, this, look at this. Oh, look at oh, this guy. What's oh, it? Get the fuck. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh. They are nuts. Oh, I can't do this, man. All I'm fucking, my hands are pouring sweat yeah, yeah. right now. Oh, my God. Look at this crazy asshole. Oleg, I film you. Oh, he's Oh, my God. Do crazy shit. Oh! Oh! Oh, my God! Oh. He's hand-standing. Oh. oh! Oh! What does it say? Daredevil returns with latest shocking stunt on Skyscraper. This fucking motherfucker ah! that he's doing a handstand <laughs> on... What is that? A three-inch ledge? Oh, Four my God. Ledge? Oh, he's going around the corner! Come on. You Come can't on. go around the corner! What Don't are you doing? Don't you do this, you fuck! Dude, it, ah. one little... Ah. One little uh, fucking miscalculation or uh, how do you do that? How do you know your center of gravity isn't just gonna pull you uh, right the fuck off? Jesus Christ, you went around the corner. That's uh, nuts. What uh, is this guy's life like if he just decides he's gonna do this? This makes me very uncomfortable. That is so fucking high up. It's so high that up. That is so Here's high the thing. up. I wouldn't I can't do what he did if he was on the ground. Right, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I can't I can't do those handstands and all that jazz on right. the ground. Mark out three inches yeah. and try to stay on it with your hands. Or mark it up enough so that you like put pads under me. Right. Right. And then give it so I could jump up and grab it and hang. Yeah. And yeah. Let's see how much of that I could do. Like a yeah. couple of things. I could hang from my fingers. I might be able to pull myself up. But if I got to the top, I'd probably slip. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, Height will definitely fuck with you. Oh. Like, like if you're riding a bike on a sidewalk, you will never fall off the sidewalk. Right. You could just ride your bike. You don't even have to think about it. It's sidewalk, what? A couple of feet wide. If that was over, like the Grand Canyon, <sighs> you you would you would be shaking. <laughs> you couldn't do it. And it's the same fucking thing. It's just your yeah. your perception and the height, and you know. You'd be, you'd be fucked up. You'd be like this. Ah, I'm going to fall off. <laughs> we have that HTC vibe in the back room here. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's one game. We have to download that game. We haven't gotten that yeah. game. 
when you go to the hardware store and you buy a two by four and you lay it down on the floor and then the game is you put the VR goggles on and you're walking on this two by four oh over like in between two skyscrapers. Right. So as you're doing it and like you hear sounds. Oh my god, and, that's awesome. It. This is this is the, the actual game. Oh my god. So you step out. Oh, and yeah. here's the two by four. So this two by four is real. Like you have an actual two by four. So right. you're really walking on this. So you're feeling yeah. it. And you walk the plank. Oh my God. Oh my God. And you look down and you're like, oh, oh Jesus. Yeah. What is that thing floating in front of you? I don't know. What's that supposed to be, Jamie? I've never done it. I don't know. <sighs> it's. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the uh, first of all, watching it on a screen does VR no justice. No. You can't really. Right. You are in a space. It's so <laughs> cool to yeah. kind of look around. They they definitely have to, uh, more work to do. Yeah, it's uh, it looks cool. You feel like you're in a three D environment, but it's not very photorealistic. No, uh, for, my kids are addicted to it. They, really, they run here after school. Oh, and really? They put the VR goggles. They fight over it. I'm first. I'm first. <laughs> And they, they put the VR goggles on and play these fucking crazy games. Yeah, uh, I have uh, the Oculus and the Vive and the PlayStation uh, VR at home. And, What's the uh, best? Uh, right now, the Oculus is the, the highest quality of the VR goggles. Um, I think PlayStation has some pretty cool games out there, though. Uh, and Vive does, too. But I think uh, uh, Oculus is going to come out uh, very soon with a completely wireless one. Yeah, so, so is uh, HTC Vive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not like tethered to anything and yeah. tripping over wires and shit. That's going to be big. Uh, yeah, that that's pretty huge. It's weird, though, because uh, some games aren't conducive to VR. And you would think, like, I play Call of Duty or Battlefield Five. <laughs> World War II thing just came out, and I love that, that game. But I couldn't play that for hours, because I would play for fucking hours on end. And to have the goggles on that long and... Uh, trying to play a, a shooter like that. Um, I think VR right now is more conducive to experiences than it is like that. That's right. pretty much not a game. It's an experience, and it, it brings you into a whole other 3D world around you. But uh, like a shooter game like Battlefield or Call of Duty, not really conducive to not VR yet. right now. Not, not yet. yet. Yeah. I think in the future, though, a plastic gun. Yes. Like a real, if you were holding a real plastic gun, you need you that interface. Pull, yeah. But that would be fucking amazing for a shooter game. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a few other ideas that they're working on that should be available pretty relatively soon where the system maps your house like the room you're you're in off of your headset and will superimpose things over the couch like it'll be a ammo crate a chair turns into a box ammo crate so as you walk around the room uh, it's reading your room, but making this VR world that looks more military or like a jungle or whatever it is. So it won't be a couch. You'll hit it, but in your vision, it'll be a box or an ammo crate or you know whatever, a car, something like that. So uh, that's kind of cool, uh, utilizing uh, the real environment around you and then superimposing shit over it. You know what else is really cool? The boxing games. Yeah. In, in the boxing games, you get a crazy workout. You get a real legit workout because you're actually like fake boxing this cartoon character. Yeah, yeah. And when you get hit, you see a a bright white flash like <laughs> like he tagged you. Like you got yeah, like you got hit. Like you got your bell rung. Yeah, so yeah. like you you but you get <clears throat> you get a real workout when you're doing this. So you get yeah. out of breath. I've watched uh my my girl plays that and uh it's hilarious. It's funny to watch people do VR, right. especially stuff like that cuz they're ducking. There's another shooter game that she was playing 
And it's hilarious because she's like screaming and ducking down and your hand is up, like pulling a trigger on a fake gun over something that isn't even there. Right. So it's uh, it's cool to watch people uh, play. Yeah, there's some crazy zombie game that my kids play. Yeah. It's like that. You get a bunch of guns and ammo, and then the zombies are closing in on you. you got to gun them down. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird. I'll tell you, there are some uh, games or, or experiences where you're walking through uh, kind of a haunted house thing that are genuinely fucking alarming. Yeah. Like, like you don't want to go around a corner. You don't want to do anything. And you know, like, there's when you watch on a monitor, it's just the monitor. There's shit behind you. That you're not seeing unless you turn around and look. Right. So you hear a sound and be like, I am not, t- I don't want to turn around. I know that thing's going to be right in my face <laughs> and it's, it's frightening. <coughs> uh, what is the alien game for? Is that for the Vibe or Oculus? Is a, a Ridley Scott alien? Yeah, that's, uh, that, I think it's both. Because I, I had it for Oculus. It's supposed it for to be Vibe. fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Alien something. Yeah. It's the one like Alien, the original movie. Yeah, yeah, you're on a ship. Yeah. It's, uh, it starts with the doors open up and that little thing drinking the the water, that little tchotchke on the yeah, uh, yeah, on the yeah. desk, and it's uh, yeah, it really gives a good uh, uh, recreation of the of the movie, which was yeah. fucking awesome. That's one of the greatest. Movies. Goes that, down as one of my favorites. That movie yeah. is also one of my f- favorite examples. <clears throat> when people talk about pushing diversity in movies, oh yeah, th- this movie had a female lead who's a female superstar who, uh, spoiler alert, winds up winning in the end and killing the alien. <laughs> yeah. But you don't even notice. No. It never feels like it's crammed down your throat. Right. Whereas the last Star Wars, yeah. I was like, get the fuck out of here, Laura Dern. You're not running the Empire. Like, <laughs> get out yeah. of here. You're like, what is this? Like, she's the head general, and then Carrie Fisher's the other head general, and they're telling these men to shut up, and this all makes sense to you? Isn't that fucking this amazing? Is preposterous. Dude, they had, uh, uh, it, that was 1979, and they yeah. had um, more of an idea of how to present that then uh yeah first of all sigourney weaver is just a fucking badass badass believable movies believe that she pulled it together she was such a great actress yeah so that's alien descent this is is? like that thing that you did at disney though oh oh, you have to go to free roaming vr experience new yeah this just came out uh, earlier this year in orange california i'm not exactly sure well that that would jamie and i have talked about that many times like that's the future like a warehouse like this space out here but converted into just oh, a yeah. giant vr experience yeah yeah <coughs> where's Where this jamie orange california oh, right, shit. Orange county. oh that's shit. not far from here look yeah. at that damn we need to go yeah damn <coughs> yeah when i first saw alien um back uh you know kids i saw it in the movie theater when it first came yeah. out there kids so, I can't my mom took me it was 79 yeah yeah, yeah. it's and hard it was, to believe it was just one of those movies that at the time everyone goes oh my god you gotta see this yeah. the, the chest fucking burst uh, scene just slayed people uh but yeah when, when you're watching that because traditional movies the guy's the hero and yeah. that's what happens when tom scarrett gets it you're just like, what? wait, what? Yeah, they just killed the the star, the hero. That was it was Tom Skerritt. Yeah, I was like, no, nope, it's not and his fucking a, movie. He was a big movie star. Yeah, yeah, and uh, then it, it, I think it was like the first movie where where the spaceship was kind of a truck, and yeah. it was just dirty and yep. just regular guys concerned about getting paid and and shit like that. So. Uh, this yeah, that's why it was uh, amazing. Which is Covenant? this one? This is uh, Covenant in Utero, which is on the Oculus Rift. It came out uh, a year or two ago. Oh, cool. Oh, so this is uh, after the Covenant movie, which is a fucking awesome one. That's the, yeah, the I most like that recent one. one. I love those yeah. goddamn movies. I love Aren't those they movies. Good? They're yeah. so good. 
I like that shit. But that movie, they nailed it. It was just great. It didn't matter if a woman was running it. It wasn't. Right. They weren't shoving it down your throat. No. Whereas I felt like that last Star Wars one with Laura Dern and and Carrie Fisher was like flying, come on. flying Carrie Fisher. Come on. Yeah. I, stop. I wasn't feeling it. I. Uh, it didn't feel like they were. Look, there's certain women like. Um, what is her name from House of Cards? The 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 head woman. Oh uh, yeah. Um, uh, what's her? Jenny from Jenny from Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sean Penn's Sean ex-wife. Penn's ex-wife. Uh, uh, oh yeah, Penn. So it's something. No, I don't something think something it. Penn. The fuck's her name? I man. think she used that. She's for so a while. good too. I'm, yeah. I'm embarrassed. Robin Wright. Robin Wright. Robin Wright. Yeah. Robin Wright. Okay. If Robin Wright was playing a general, I would believe it. Yeah, She's a yeah. mean bitch. Right. Right. She could she could send in some fucking tanks. I, I yeah, believe yeah. I believe that she would like nuke a planet. I'd buy that. Right. <clears throat> yeah, but, but uh, like Carrie Fisher and, and Laura, Laura Dern. Dern. I was like, come on, I see what you're doing here. They're uh, running things. I I, th- I think they've uh, they just they're putting out too many Star Wars movies to yeah. have that mystique and that kind of uh, atmosphere that it was like to go to one of them years ago. It's also it's it's Disney now. Yeah, yeah. Which is great. Because you're, it's consistent and it's good, right? But it's never stunning. It's no. never terrifying. It's never, it's never ex machina. Right, you know right, I mean? yeah, yeah. It's yeah. never fucked up. Like where you leave the theater going, holy shit! Yeah, yeah. They can't do that anymore. They have no. to kind of polish off the sharp edges and soothe the experience down to right. a more palatable mainstream appeal. Yeah. That first, the first Star Wars back in uh, 77, again, I saw that in the movie theater uh, with my uncle. My uncle Joe took me. And I didn't know Star Wars from a hole in the wall. I remember the trailer playing on TV, and I was like, all right, that seems kind of cool. Uh, and then we sit down, and that opening scene with the giant ship just does a flyover. And I was just, from that point on, I was just mesmerized yeah. with this. The the illusion of size that they got in the ship and And the ship was an actual and, ship. They yeah. made it out of, like, plastic model parts. <laughs> yeah, practical effects. It was yeah, all, like, They you took know. models. Like, they went and bought, like, a bunch of different... You remember those old models that we used to do, like, cars? And then oh, you would yeah. paint them? Yeah, you know? yeah. Remember those? You'd I glue did. them together. you get the model glue and right. everything. I used to love those. Yeah. They took a bunch of parts from those things and built... The Millennium Falcon. They built those battleships from like parts, like and shit. you could kind of tell because yeah. they're so weird and eclectic, and yeah. some of the parts don't seem to match. Right, uh, but it worked. It looked yeah, cool. It totally worked. Yeah, that was uh, you know if you you didn't imagine uh, being in a, one of those X-wing fighters as a yeah. kid, it was just a, an amazing thing. It's yeah, amazing. that's kind of gone. <laughs> it shows you how great Alien, like Ridley Scott's Alien, really was. Because although Star Wars was a great movie. Honestly, Star Wars doesn't really hold up. Mm-hmm. Like, if you watch it today, you look at the special effects, like, what? <laughs> what am I watching? This is yeah. so clunky. And, and then the Katina scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> always. The, the mouths don't move. Like, the, the monster face is like. <laughs> it's weird. They're wearing a mask. It's really obvious. But then you go just two years later to Ridley Scott's Alien. That motherfucker holds up today. It looks amazing. Yeah, I got yelled at. Because I watched it with my kids. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I 
because uh, my 10-year-old can handle shit. My 8-year-old cannot. Oh, man. And uh, I, I watched it. I'm like, you think you can handle it? And they're like, yeah, I can handle it. I'm like, okay, okay. Let's see what that. People right. are going to die. <laughs> and the first time the dude got the tongue through the forehead. <laughs> they're like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck are yeah. we watching, daddy? <laughs> <laughs> it was nightmares. He'll remember that. Yeah. I, my dad, uh, my mom and my dad took uh, me, my brother, and my sister when I was seven years old <laughs> to go see Bonnie and Clyde with uh, Warren Beatty and uh, what's her name there? Um, I can't remember who played Bonnie. Faye Dunaway? Faye Dunaway. Very was good. It? Thank you. Yeah. Yes. And uh, now it's, it's famous for being one of the most uh, graphic machine gunnings at the end of the movie i mean they were pulling up they got ambushed by law and uh they just get shot up uh, the whole movie though as a seven-year-old kid i liked these people they were funny they robbed banks and stuff but you know they, they'd make jokes and they were cool and you got to know them as a person so as a seven-year-old i was like oh these these people are cool so then the end of the movie comes and and they're out there and you hear the birds of fly away and Clyde looks at Bonnie uh, with the one lens missing from his, his glasses and it's really quiet and then all hell breaks loose. It's just five guys shooting Thompsons at both of them and they're being riddled with, with bullet holes and the scene goes on and they're falling down and against the car. The car is just full. Yeah. There it is. <coughs> it's, it's so oh, brutal. At, it's crazy too seeing the girl get it. Oh yeah. There's something ruthless about seeing a girl get shot a hundred times yeah yeah look at her it was i i i'm <laughs> we saw this at the drive-in and uh i i started vomiting in the car <laughs> seven years old we had we, we had been to arby's before so uh my arby's was all over the car i was screaming crying and throwing up Going like, what the fuck did you take me to see? I liked these people. I had like a two-hour relationship with them, and it ends like that? I was horrified. Horrified as a kid. Yeah, there's certain things. But I, is that bad? Like, ultimately, mm, I don't you know. saw that when you were a kid? Like, maybe, yeah. maybe, it's, maybe it's not good to shield kids from too much. Yeah, but maybe not to that extent. Show me a cartoon first yeah. or something because I, I don't know if it affected me. It's hard to tell without knowing what it would be like if I didn't see stuff like that. Uh, but the fact that I remember it vividly so many years later maybe had an effect. But Yeah, but is it a negative effect? I don't know. It's like there's mm. certain experiences that you, you, you can handle like – Today, as an adult, you could see a movie where a guy gets shot, and you can handle it. It doesn't right. freak you out. Of course. But if you saw it when you were four, you'd probably freak out. Yeah. But is it good to experience that when you're four, just so that you know it's a thing? And yeah. now you have a different view of the world. Or is it good, like, you're not a parent, but as a parent, this, this is the age-old question. Like, how much do you protect your kids, yeah. and how much do you let them break their arm? Because you break your arm, you know if you fall, you break your arm. If you, yeah. Everybody's like helicopter parenting you constantly. Like, I don't want anybody to die, but I don't mind if anybody gets banged up a little bit. Right, right. I think you should. I think you should know that if you trip, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. You know? There's, and there's also, you should know that the bullets are real. This is, this is a real thing that happens. Mm -hmm. Like, with my kids, um, uh, ever since my kids have been really little, I've been hunting. 
And so I've been bringing home meat and explaining to them that I this is meat from an animal that I shot. If you go to the supermarket and you buy a steak, that came from an animal. And I, I try to get this in their head at an uh-huh. early age. So then I introduced them to watching a hunting show with me where we hmm. shot a deer and then took the deer apart. Oh, and shit. like you see in like they're watching us cut an elk apart. Yeah, and yeah. Like my kids watching this and I'm like, "Well, this is where you get meat. Like when we eat dinner, if we eat elk for dinner, this is exactly where it came from. I shot it in the mountains, we cut it up, we packed it out on our back, we put it into a truck, we drove it somewhere and now we're here. Now we're eating it. This is it. Yeah. Right I guess there. if you present it like that, yeah. uh it, that's I would guess is a good thing. Maybe, but there's something weird about watching a little kid watch an animal get shot. Where they're like, uh huh, yeah, yeah. And then they realize my dad did that. Is that good? Is my dad a piece of shit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like this. These like the, the animals are so beautiful. Well, animals a hot dog. Your hot dog's a fucking. You want a hot dog, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's an animal. Like okay, like because most kids just it's a hot dog. It's just yeah, a fucking yeah, cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah. It's not an actual animal. Like so, they kind of know. Like, if you asked a little kid, hey, where this cheeseburger came from? Oh, it's from a cow. But that's like, to yeah. them, that's like saying the moon is uh, one-sixth Earth's gravity. I know that. I don't know what the fuck that means. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. No, real, I don't have a real you connection You can't apply to it. it to yeah. anything. So, yeah. So when do you show your kids? Like, like I, there's a lot of videos that I watch while I close my laptop and the kids come near. Like, violent videos. Oh, like, yeah. Especially, like, animal. Like, I was watching this uh, video of these hyenas tearing apart this gazelle. Oh, it's fucking horrific. They're ripping the guts out. Oh, And pull, yanking on the guts. And this thing is making these weird noises, like... Still, oh, and they're just Christ. pulling chunks of its guts out, oh, yanking on it. I'm like, God. fuck. Fuck. And then my you know, my little girl comes over and I slam the and she's like, What are you watching? And I go, I'm watching the hyena rip apart a gazelle's guts. She's like, Oh, okay, I don't want to see All that. right, yeah, yeah. Well Yeah, so but but kind of what's the difference between that and showing you hunting? Like is there well, a I'm doing it quick. Uh huh. That's one difference. Yeah, okay. When I shoot an animal <clears throat> if I shoot an animal with a bow, it's dead in seconds. Yeah. You know, if with a well placed shot, it's not going anywhere. It's mm-hmm. like the last elk I shot, that one that's right out there on the floor in front of the werewolf, that thing died in five yards. It wow. walked five yards, tipped over, feet up in the air. I shot it right in the heart. Wow. It was a perfect shot. So it was <laughs> it was almost instantaneous death. It, yeah, it lasted yeah. it might have lived fifteen, twenty seconds. And that was it. People, uh, I don't know, people don't seem to be shocked that much anymore. I know, you know, trying to keep it from your kids and things like that obviously makes sense, but it's almost impossible to keep some really horrific shit from people. Well, especially if you give your kid a phone. Yeah, yeah. You're giving them access to a lot of nasty stuff. And, uh, like... uh, I remember when I was a kid, the the big thing was like faces of death. Yeah. You want to go get faces of death, man? We'll watch it. It's crazy. Guys, they beat up a monkey and cut his head off and eat the brains and everything. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of fake. And you could tell the staged things. And I think the only real stuff was uh, like news footage of airline disasters and yeah. accidents and well, stuff. Well, there was one that was real where these... Uh these guys uh, somewhere in the Middle East tied these guys' arms to one car and oh, his legs to another God. one, and they pulled them apart. <sighs> I cannot <laughs> yeah. like watch that shit. It's it's terrible. And yeah. now in stunning HD, 
you can see, you know, snuff films years ago was kind of an urban myth, you know? Right. It was a thing. Now they're readily available to anybody oh, yeah. in a matter of seconds. And uh, I don't know what kind of effect that has on on people and, and maybe society, but... Uh, and there's really nothing you could do. Pandora's like out. So uh, I think it's affecting people, though. Oh, it's definitely desensitizing. I mean, and, that's the argument about video games as well, right? Yeah, yeah. That we're seeing so much violence and committing violence in video games. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Jamie, what was that video game where uh, the guy got in trouble because he made a video of him uh, b torturing some yeah, in Red women's Dead rights? Red Dead Two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what. <laughs> he yeah. punched. He punched a um, a woman in the face. That was. Uh, protesting for um women's, uh, rights. women's rights to vote yeah. suffrage and uh <laughs> and he got in trouble because he posted it and it yeah it was like a violent thing against women but, but it's a thing you can do in the game right like they made it in the game so you could do that on purpose and once it became viral people started going up to her in the game and doing even more terrible things. there's one where a guy ropes her hog ties her throws her on the back of the horse rides her to a swamp and throws her to an alligator, which then eats her in in the swamp. That is so crazy that you can do that. that it's the alligator unbelievable. Will eat the alligator will eat. And it's not even a thing like, hey, do this. It's just part of the game that they said, well, if people want to do it, it's a very open-ended game. Rockstar went bullshit with this game. It's amazing. Does, does it always happen the exact same way? Or do you throw no, her in there are different, different spots in the water and the alligator has a different way of eating? Yeah, them? there are different animations for the same thing. So, <sighs> And different, actually, there was one, uh, you'll be riding next to a guy that you're supposed to ride somewhere with. And... Um, the, the guy says something like, all right, we're almost there or something. And, and if you're far away from the guy, he yells it. All right, we're almost there. And if he's right next to you, he goes, well, we're almost there. Like the guy, the voice actor had to do a shitload of takes yeah. based on what the animation is. So well, I did the, the voiceover for the UFC game. Right. And yeah, it yeah. took four ever yeah, yeah i mean forever you're there for days and days and days reading every single variation of a head kick to an arm bar to a takedown to ground and pound to yeah. tko stoppage to kicking someone in the nuts like everything <laughs> and and someone's got to fucking put that together yeah. and then it's got to be coded where it plays at the right time it <laughs> yeah. really is uh, amazing yeah uh, it, it's it's goddamn amazing oh, i um but Red, De Red Dead's like really insane. Is this it? There's a. Uh, what is this? This is the bear. Uh, yeah, this is a, the guy apart? a bear. <laughs> oh, and this guy's just smoking a cigar. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Dude, it's so funny the the things that go on in this game. The the ability to kill people. I I had uh, Luis J Gomez on the show, and he he plays this, and uh, he there's like a morality direction you could take you could either be a good guy a bad guy really good really bad and it will affect how the course of the game and and whether you're wanted whether people are nice to you really uh, yeah yeah like you could do a favor for somebody you'd be riding somewhere and someone will go please could you help me out and if is you this help the women's rights activist not, not her but he's gonna throw this lady off of the mountain <laughs> <laughs> and this is just some guy online has done this oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Is, i think this is the same youtube a, he does. He's got a lot of videos where he's yeah, doing. Oh, geez, he fell. Different things. Oh, oh he, he fell. fell. He fell himself. He was trying to kick her off, and he oh, fell. Oh, ha ha! But uh, and Lewis apparently would kill everybody. He killed a, a guy's dog and skinned it in front of him, and then shot him in the face. I'm like that's really mean. <laughs> 
that's you can really skin mean. The dog in front of the guy. Yeah, yeah, and the guy's what? just like crying. It's, crazy. it's how, brutal. How? I mean, do you think that most politicians or most people looking for outrage are just not aware of this yet? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely not. Years ago, they were kind of like, well, it must be violent video games. And it was so funny because uh, like 10 years after Doom, like they're showing Doom on TV. Like, oh, yeah. that's the bad video game. It's like, Jesus Christ, that's nothing. nothing. What are you talking about? And now, like, uh, like I said, Theft I, Auto. Yeah, yeah. Same guys. Yeah, yeah. G- uh, GTA. I did some of the voices in GTA 4 really? and 5. It was fucking hilarious. So I know, <laughs> yeah, to do that. I sang some of the uh, promotional songs for the beer, Pisswasser <laughs> beer. It was great. I, I know Laszlo, who does all the sound for the uh, the games. But uh, this thing sold like $750 million in the first three days that what, it came out. What is this, out. Jamie? Yeah. What happens if you bring a black man to the KKK? Yeah. They have... They have fucking KKK rallies. There's a clan rally going on. Yeah, there's a part of the game where you have to uh, infiltrate. So what happens when you bring a black guy? Nothing different happened, really. The clan. Nothing. No. They don't freak out. Not not in particular. They didn't react any differently. But the job. I think the mission here is to just kill all the clan guys. It's not like you join up and oh have a good time. It seems (laughs) like it would be more realistic as if you brought. A black guy to the clan, meaning they try to kill the black guy. Right, right. But that would be real. That would be crazy. There are some weird uh, parts in it where they're very misogynistic because it's supposed to be like 1899 or something. Right. And it's very misogynistic. And then there's some race references that they make that are kind of really? like oof oof wow that's that's bold. <laughs> like what what do they say uh, about black guy? Like they'll call him boy. In some of the uh, when when uh, a guy like a non-player character will pass really? by and be kind of nasty, and uh, they never present it in a good way. It's not like you know, oh, cool, this guy's great. Uh, it's always some scumbag uh, character. Wow. Yeah, Video I love. Games are, it's like the last frontier for chaos right now. Yeah, it really is, and I think because there's such a lack of awareness on the part of a lot of people. Like I, right. I get games the day they come. Actually, before I get alpha testing beta testing i'm playing the games months before they come out really yeah i love it i, I fucking how do you get in on that uh you sign up for uh uh the ultimate package on origin or steam and you get access to the games when they wow. uh, when they're testing them oh so you just pay yeah yeah it's a pay thing obviously uh, they, they want to make some some money some and i want to play cheddar. the games early but so uh, you report bugs and things. On yeah, those yeah, yeah. It, it, they you just play. They automatically kind of have something in place that will let them know if there's a problem. Wow. Or you can email them and say, hey, you know, I died and I'm stuck in a rock now up to my waist. <laughs> have you ever talked to some of the people that make those things? You ever have them on your show? Like- yeah, yeah. Laszlo uh, works at Rockstar. He's uh, the sound engineer guy. He records all the sound, but he's involved in like every aspect of uh, all those games from the beginning of Grand Theft Auto, the first Red Dead, Red Dead 2. Um, and uh, it's amazing. I've been to Rockstar in New York and uh, took a tour of the place. And it's just a bunch of fucking nerds <laughs> sitting around. They have a day where, you know, you can bring your dogs yeah. in and it's all wide open. No cubicles or anything. The guys that run it are these English guys and uh, they're brilliant or New Zealand or something. Uh, they One have that accent. One of those weird accents that you can't tell where it's from. They work insane hours. Yeah, too. yeah. That's it. They are dedicated. Like a game like like a Rockstar game, GTA or, or that, it, it's so above other games. Like, like you can't even. I've played some shitty games where I download it, I start playing, and within five minutes, I'm like, ah, fuck, this sucks. 
Like it just, you know, it sucks. Right. And, and Rockstar Games are just, you know, it sounds like I'm doing a spot for them, but uh, they're so above everything else. The animation, the the uh, sandbox quality where you're able to just run around and do shit. Like that's an appeal that I people yeah. don't like feeling like they're on a track right. in a game. And uh, certain games uh, are like that. Like uh, Call of Duty is very track-based. You know, you, you play online a lot against other people. They're small maps. Uh, but a game like that, you could just go off. If you want to, you could just spend time fishing. Like you could just really? get tackle and go to a lake and fish. And you and catch fish? You catch fish. It, it's, uh, yeah, you it's catch fish. So you could fish. spend eight hours just catching fish. Just fishing, hunting. You could go out and hunt. I've you, heard that. You track like uh, the bear and, and that motherfucker can, you saw it, like can get you. Uh, I love games like that, though. I love open-ended games. I always liked that shit. Even uh, when I was um, back in the 80s, uh, my cousin got a, a Atari 800 computer, and it had a cartridge for a game called uh, Star Raiders. And this was like right after Star Wars came out. And I was fascinated because it wasn't just a joystick and a button that you got on an arcade game. It was you used the keyboard like for warp drive or you had a dock with a, a, a space station at one point. And you're you're put going in orbit around a planet. Like there was all these things that you used the keyboard for, and I thought that was amazing. Like I don't like just a run and gun type thing. Right. I like being able to use a lot of different keys and have a lot of options. How much time do you spend playing video games? Dude, now I'm getting the impression it's mm -hmm. insane. <laughs> there have been days where I have uh, weekends or something where I have played from maybe 2 p.m. till 3 a.m. Like 12, 13 hours of, of playing. It, it's No eating? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll eat. Have a little snack? A little snack. Uh, I'll order something or Missy will make something. She's playing video games too, though. Like I'll be playing on the computer in, that's in front of me on the table I was talking about in the living room. And then on the big screen TV, which is in front of me on the wall, she's sitting in a, like a folding chair with a TV tray playing Red Dead Redemption on the uh, Xbox. So we're just kind of occasionally look Christ. back and go, how you doing? And like, oh, you got to see this. Great kill. There's you know? a video, a funny video of uh, a couple engaging in virtual reality and they're having sex and the girl's blowing the guy and in the video, Joey Diaz comes in the room and starts oh, sucking shit. the guy's dick. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think it was a TV show. That's hilarious. Was it for? There was... Uh, well, there is VR porn. Have you checked yeah. that out? I haven't. It's really interesting. There, there's, <laughs> there is some that is pretty amazing. Like uh, a, a girl will come up, like you're laying on your back, and a girl is in the room. She takes her clothes off and comes up on you and gets right by your ear and, and like whispers something. And, and you hear it. You almost feel the breath on you. It's that fucking crazy. Whoa. And and you you feel like you can reach and, and touch, but you know there's not, no one there. But and again, you can't even get close to showing what it's like on a regular flat screen. But uh, when you put that in, it's a real space. It's 3D, and they look pretty real. Aside from the resolution difference, because mm. uh, when you when you magnify something that close to your eyes, the the pixels get bigger too. So. Uh, 
it's not quite there, but you could see where that's going. You get that and one of those fucking fleshlights. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't well, have to I, leave uh, home. I used a really early, really early version of the HTC Vive uh, many years ago. Duncan had one. My friend Duncan Trussell had one in his house, and it was really pixelated. And it was very strange. It was just a real simple game, and it was real blocky looking. It looked like, like old Doom or something like right. that. But it was in complete three dimensions and so i was looking up and looking all around i was like wow this is kind of crazy and then i went back to his place like two years later and there had been a gigantic leap in improvement uh-huh. and now the leap is sort of balanced out it's not it's it hasn't gotten that much better yet. right yet yeah. yeah there are a few games uh that i love playing on on uh, the oculus because it's uh, like flying games are mm-hmm. incredible um and if you have a, a really good system with, uh, I have like dual 1080 Ti graphics cards. Mm. One of them is insane to have, and my system has two of them, and so I could run everything on ultra. So, do you prefer videos uh, on a computer? Video yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I prefer PC, but I'll play on Xbox and stuff. Uh, it, it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm p- terrible with a controller. Yeah, that's the problem, right? So, a mouse and a keyboard are so much more precise. I got a... Yeah, I always say, I go. if anyone ever argues, I go, I've never missed a folder on my desktop. Yeah. <laughs> I never go, oh, shit, I missed it. Right. Uh, but there's something called uh, an Ape- uh, uh, Zim Apex that you plug into an Xbox or a PlayStation and then plug keyboard and mouse into it. You're running on Xbox with a keyboard and mouse. Oh. So... And it's so good. I destroy people uh, when I play on of that. Of course. Because so yeah, much more accuracy. So much more accuracy. Yeah. And uh, you're just quicker reflexes. And Yeah, because I came from the online video game days of the mm-hmm. early 2000s and the 90s. Like, it was always computers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mouse and keyboard was yeah. was it. Uh, console was for babies. Yeah. <laughs> well, they weren't good back then. And no, the no. accuracy was terrible. Yeah, I uh, when when I play some of the um, like combat flying games, they have things now that are you look like you're in in the cockpit of a yeah. plane. All the gauges work. They have reflections of light coming through. I mean, the ground looks amazing. And in VR, when you pull the stick back and turn, because I use a joystick and a throttle, it's it's amazing. Uh, you can look over your shoulder, and now you're seeing your wing and the ground, and you're pulling back. And you get dizzy. Like, you get so fucking dizzy. And crashes are startling. (laughs) Like, like if you lose control and you you plow into the ground, you kind of jump. Because it's, you know, you're just, it's, I think it's that primal part of your head going, like, accepting what what it's seeing. I wonder if that would be a really good way to learn how to fly. I would imagine it would be. That guy that stole that plane up in, uh, was it Portland? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Recently. Yes, Seattle. slammed into the island and killed himself? Yeah, killed himself. He said he learned how to fly on a a flight simulator. Microsoft um, Flight Simulator X is, is like, unbelievable. And he was doing like loop de loops in the sky and shit. Yeah, he's like, let's see if we could do a loop. And he was saying, "I'm going to kill myself, right?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, "Yeah, I think uh, I'll do a, lo- I'll try to do a loop and then nose it in and call it a day." <laughs> it's like, what a maniac! But the fact that he could get access and take off like that yeah. is kind of scary. Whoops. We all think, uh, you know, everything's so secure. Yeah. Remember when we thought there were like missiles on the roof of the White House and the Pentagon <laughs> and stuff, and then after 9/11, you're like, "Yeah, I guess not." Yeah. yeah, I guess that was all bullshit. The actual Pentagon got hit. Yeah, by yeah. By a plane. By a fucking plane. 
Although now you're going to get a lot of uh, people writing. That was say, it a plane, bro? Was it was a missile? Everyone knows it. You're a gatekeeper. Yeah, <laughs> you're a shill. You're a shill for the. You um doesn't uh, who who does your show that is a flat earther? Eddie Bravo. Eddie Bravo. That's it. I don't know if he's still a flat earther. He might have abandoned. He might have moved on. <laughs> what do you think? Think he's still? Yeah. Yeah. He, the yeah. Earth, he thought the earth is a disc. Maybe he said, I think, I don't want to misinterpret what he's saying. I don't want to misrepresent. I think he was saying he doesn't know, but he doesn't believe NASA. Because it's only someone's word over history. Is, Eddie likes that. He, he thinks it's fun. He thinks yeah. conspiracies okay. are fun. Well, they are. Yeah. They are kind of fun. But that Flat Earth one, I realized I was arguing with Flat Earthers on Twitter. And that's when I really started going like, what what, what am I doing? Yeah, you can't What do am that. I doing? Why am I engaging that? That is like the dumbest version of I know you are, but what am I for the rest of time? That's, yes. That's how stupid that argument is. It, it's uh, it, it's crazy. I, I, was talking, I was arguing with somebody and then I had my show to do. And um, Neil deGrasse Tyson was taping his show in my studio before I came on. So he was in the lobby when I was um, in our green room when, when I was on, and I start talking about it, and I go, you know, let's get someone in here maybe that might have a, an opinion on this. Neil deGrasse Tyson coming, and apparently he gets shit all the time from Flat Earthers yeah. saying that it's, you know, he's full of shit. Do you know it all started off as a goof? It the had whole, to, just it, like everything else. But it started off on 4chan. Did it? Yeah. Like, like free bleeding? Pre yes, exactly. Free <laughs> Which bleeding. is hilarious. People, explain that to people who don't know. Free bleeding is a, a woman's rights thing, and it's uh, instead of using a tampon during their period or a pad, they just bleed through their pants and show it proudly that they will walk around bleeding. And it was never real. It was never a real thing. And then people uh, uh, saw it and thought it was real. Like they, they put it out there, 4chan. And people actually believed it. And no, not just believed it, started incorporating Started doing it. it. Yes, they started doing it yeah. for real. Yeah. It they turned it into something. A women's rights How badge of honor to have a pair of white pants on with a giant patch of brownish red in the center. <laughs> It's insane. Uh, yeah, it's it, crazy. It just shows you how easily manipulated people are. There's yeah, so yeah. many things that happen like that on 4chan that turn out to be goofs. They start out as goofs. Yeah. You know, and, and then they, well, listen, we were talking about this last time I was with you. Right. The Proud Boys. Yeah, yeah. Started Gavin. off as a goof and then became like what the, I mean, they won't let him in Australia now. Have you seen that? No, it's it's gotten Insane. Yeah. Like Gavin is considered uh, like a war criminal at yeah. this point. Uh, I know Gavin very well. He, he used to be on Compound Media, my, my network. Um, and that's where the whole thing started. Explain, how it, all started. Explain yeah. how it all started because people don't know. It's, it's amazing when you think about it because it, it makes you question everything. Like how did, how did uh, Nazi Germany start? Was that a joke? Was that like Stalinism and everything uh, in Russia? Gavin uh, had a show, uh, very outrageous. Gavin is one of these, just a funny, outrageous guy. His whole career has been based on satire and parody and all Yes, and he's very that. much a provocateur. Right, provocateur, loves absolutely. Loves doing that. Yeah, loves and shaking it's, it's people It's hard up. to find out where he really, how he really feels and when he's playing games. Right. It's very blurry. Absolutely. So we have, uh, we had this employee, uh, Ben Ratner. Little kid, we, we actually hired him just because his name was Ratner, and we wanted to call him Rat, like in uh, Fast Times. Hey, Rat, why don't you turn on the camera? Uh, so it was, it was great. Uh, he, Rat never 
talked about girls. He's like this really Jewish, real red hair, kind of gangly, you know, kid. And uh, he, he liked going to Broadway shows and things. And we always questioned his sexuality and whatnot. And uh, Gavin really started hitting on him going, what are you doing? Like, get laid. A kid your age should be out there you're just fucking plowing through pussy. <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, I'm you know, waiting for the right girl and everything. So Gavin would continuously goof on him. So he, he would always go to Broadway plays. So Gavin started getting uh, music from musicals and playing it to him like, hey, look at this, you pussy. You know, is this what you like? Uh, and one of them was Proud of Your Boy. It's a Broadway, a song from a musical, uh, a Disney musical, I believe. And it's you know, oh, proud of your boy. It's one of those big, grandiose Broadway pieces of shit. <laughs> I can't stand that, <laughs> I stuff, that stuff, man. I hate it. It's so confusing. Oh, it is. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, so he goofed on about that and then said, we ought to make a club called the Proud Boys. And that way you can learn how to be a man. And, you know, you, you, you'll get chicks and tattoos and, you know, drink beer and hang out with guys as a joke, it was like this parody of a men's club and so over the top that it was like, I think part of the uh, way to get beaten into this gang, this club, was that you had to recite five breakfast cereals while the other members punched you and, and they would keep punching you until you spit out. So ludicrous, so ridiculous, such a parody. Uh, and slowly this fucking thing mutated into some, it got more members. Uh, they started wearing um, what are those shirts? The with the yellow piping on the collar and stuff. It's a specific shirt that became the uniform. Perry Ellis, mm. Perry Ellis shirts. A specific black shirt with gold piping and uh, on the collar and and the uh, the sleeves, and that became like the uniform. And because it was presented as a chauvinistic club like like girls are allowed minorities are allowed it doesn't matter who you are but in essence it is a guy thing and we will talk shit about girls and we're gonna drink and get laid and it's just a men thing so they started getting together at bars you know in the area in manhattan and how is this organized is this organized through his compound media show through the compound media show so and was... his own twitter account and and facebook which he subsequently lost yeah. he's uh, persona non grata on uh, social media but that's how it started and it never was supposed to go any further than that gavin himself didn't really take it any further than that. It's just, let's get together every so often. We have a good time. We drink, laugh, everything like that. Well, then this whole thing with uh, politics got involved because Antifa, which is anti-fascist, started uh, uh, coming into uh, conservatives that wanted to, to speak. So Gavin was a conservative, is a conservative. He'd get uh, speaking engagements at schools, uh, NYU, or... Um, any, any numerous places around New York City. And Antifa would show up to protest him and try to shut down the event. So then the Proud Boys would go and protect Gavin so he wouldn't get harmed doing these uh, speaking engagements. Uh, and that, so then it turned into this, because they're fighting with Antifa, they must be the Fa, the fascists, right. the Nazis. Um, and once that gets out there, there's no pulling it back. You could try to explain how you're not a Nazi 
till you're blue in the fucking face. It ain't going away. Right. And especially because it's a good story. The press likes it. It's this good versus evil thing. They present Antifa like they're protest. They always call them. And the protesters were beaten. They're fucking violent, uh, a violent group of people that are there to, to hit people they don't agree with and silence people that want to speak. And that's exactly what happened with Gavin and Ann Coulter and Milo Yiannopoulos, uh, uh, ben Shapiro, a lot of these conservative people can't go to these venues and speak. They get shut down because of a violent group of people called Antifa. So Proud Boys were kind of the answer to that so Gavin could go around and, and actually uh, speak. Well, when that happened, more people uh, came on board because they kind of liked to beat people up. Uh, when you have a gang, a group of people, and one of their missions is now to beat up people you don't agree with politically when there was tears well, there was tears to the membership like the highest tier was you fought for the cause right right to actually get in a fist fight yeah yeah which i'm sure gavin thought was like i've talked to gavin i like gavin i've had gavin on the podcast yeah and the last time i had him on i didn't know what this whole thing was and so right. he was explaining the proud boys and he was talking to me about we're gonna punch them we're gonna punch people yeah and i was like whoa 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 <laughs> and i was like did you don't you can't just punch people like they they punch back and then you get they get mad that you punched them and then they shoot you when you get out of your car. Right, like right. This is this escalates. People don't just take it. Well, it was never supposed to be an offensive punching. Uh, when when I would speak to Gavin and every example I would see, it was an answer to violence. They right. they would have violence perpetrated on them. But the problem they is, they take with it violence. out of context, and all people all. needed to say is he's calling for violence. That's it, and that's what they've said about Gavin over and over again. Right, taking things out of context and using it as example. Yeah. The other problem being that the Antifa people are a lot of skinny dudes and right. chicks with masks on and they are not really that adept at fighting there's a horrible video of this one antifa guy tries to hit someone with it looks like some kind of a stick or a pipe yeah and the guy catches it and fucking blasts him on the chin he and fucking put him down and his head bounces off the concrete yeah. unconscious which yeah is yeah how a lot of people die yeah yeah, yeah. exactly that's how people die in fights like yeah, oh he killed yeah. him with his bare hands yeah he hit his fucking head on yeah he hit his head on the concrete you got hit by the world yeah <laughs> literally the world <laughs> right hit, hit right the back gravity it's not gonna budge it, gravity yeah. has punched you in the back of the head yeah so uh, yes these, these people have this idea that they're gonna go places they're gonna shut everybody down and because they're in a group yeah they're gonna scream and yell and hit people with bike locks and all this right. stuff yeah, that we've yeah. all seen yeah the weird thing is that that's from the left that was never from the left before when i was a kid i grew up um when i was eight, from age 7 to 11 during the vietnam war yep. i lived in san francisco and i was around the real hippies and i remember being a little kid in my that, formative yeah. times like there were flower children i mean they were they, right they, the hippies and the lefties were no, were love and peace and no violence and everyone was doing acid Okay. Right, and now they're all on Adderall, and they're hitting people with bike locks. It like, was, yeah, it's it, a different thing. There was a time where the liberals, the hippies, the you know, they they were the ones that when there would be a demonstration and and the national guard would show up, they'd be putting flowers in the barrels of the guns. Yeah, there are famous yeah. pictures of that. And then Kent State was a bunch of hippies uh, literally getting shot by, by the national guard. The national guard, yeah. Uh, that has completely flipped around. It's the weirdest thing. And I don't know how it got distinguished where Proud Boys became this evil group of people. 
and and Antifa is the good group of people. Now I understand that Proud Boy, uh, Proud Boys were infiltrated by white nationalists, yes, Nazi, white supremacists, whatever it is. But those were constantly being disavowed by Gavin. Gavin never wanted any of that happening. But, but is there a way? How do you get in though? Here's the question. Because this is my you saw my last comedy special. Uh-huh. This is my criticism about vegans. It's not that there, there's anything wrong with being a vegan. Right. It's that when you have a group where anybody can join, you're going to get a certain amount of fucking idiots. Right. If you have a million people, for sure, you have 100,000 fucking idiots. <laughs> yes. There's no getting around that. Yeah. So if you have a group where anybody can join and you have a million people in that group, you're going to have 100,000 fucking idiots. Fucking idiots. And those people are going to define your group. The worst behavior in that yep. group is where people are going to call to as an example. That's it. I think this is also a symptom of the social media era today, mm-hmm. especially with Twitter, because because you can't express yourself and explain things in 140 or 280 characters. It no. just takes too much time. So they can say, oh, Proud Boys, racist, scumbag, Nazi, that's d- it. Gavin. And they're like, oh, he's a racist, scumbag, Nazi. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, that's the narrative. And everybody keeps pushing it. And, and that's you see it. the videos of people punching little skinny people. Oh, look at these people. They beat up the Antifa. Yep. These fucking assholes. And Gavin's an asshole. Yeah, that's that's what it yeah. comes down to. I've seen it presented. Uh, well, you ask how it starts and how it grows and how you become a member by buying a fucking shirt. That's it. By buying a Perry Ellis shirt and opening a chapter, dude. There are chapters worldwide. You you see it? It's like here's the the Proud Boys Australia. Here's the Proud Boys England. Proud Boys fucking Japan. Like it's everywhere and it never was supposed to get to that point and regardless of how these people act it now reflects on gavin even though he wanted to hang out in a bar with a few people do his public speaking without being hassled and that's it and and i see the way the media manipulates things i've been party to it myself and and i've seen gavin presented in photos where you look and go holy fuck it's hitler like like they get him there's one picture of gavin that i was petrified by he's got his arms folded he's got a scowl on his face that hair you know the short on the side long on the top and he's looking like like he's angry and i'm like that that's not the guy that him and his wife who's american indian by the way his wife's american indian he's got beautiful kids that come over my house and use the pool and we hang out and barbecue i'm like that's not that guy. Yeah. No one knows that guy from the paper. They're getting this impression. He's a, a really nice guy. He's he's uh, generous, just a really cool guy to hang out with. And what you see them do in the media is just crazy, especially when you know he didn't invent some goddamn Nazi group. He was just trying to have a little outrageous fun and it ran from him it got away from him the the origin of it though with yeah. the way you're describing it, that is fucking fantastic isn't that nuts it's to crazy think? that that is what presented it i mean that that emerged it, it's it a came goof. out of that we 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 fuck with rat all the time because we go can you believe the inspiration for the proud boys is this little jewish kid where is that guy is <laughs> there a photo of oh, online he oh i'm sure there is the yeah yeah rat rat this. Compound Media Rat, you'll probably find him. Uh, how, does it, how much does this weird you out, though, that Compound Media was the source of all this? And it now you're it is it weird. <laughs> like, and it's one of those things you worry about. Like, yeah. like I, I don't want to then be tied, because I know how it works. Yeah. I love Gavin, but I don't want to be tied to the Proud Boys at this right. point. 
You know, I got my own fucking problems through history. I don't need any more uh, piled on me. Well, what was that thing that I sent you? That here he there is. he is. There he is. That's wow. a rat. I guess that was Halloween. Look at you. That's a spiffy, I was wearing that suit. I that like was that. I was uh, the mayor from Jaws. Oh, <laughs> Mayor Vaughn. I was for Halloween. <laughs> that's awesome. That's the guy that started yeah. the Proud Boys. He started the Proud Boys. That is he, so he looks like a crazy. 1938 propaganda poster. He's a little cutie. Looks like he's in <laughs> so, a Norman Rockwell painting. That's it. He should be there with like a like a guy who's handing him an apple pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's the face of the new Nazi movement. <laughs> See, I think that, that there's a lot of mistakes were made. You know? Yeah, yeah. But Gavin's Gavin's made some mistakes, and like his his whole thing of of not of blurring the lines between parody and honesty. Yes. His, it, it's he thinks it's fun. It's very punk rock. Yes. You know, like he came last time he's on the podcast, which was a few years back. He came on dressed like Michael Douglas from Falling Down. He had a briefcase. He brought the suit, like the, oh, the dude, short sleeve. He shirt. dresses like that all the yeah. time now. Yeah. Like he goes around. I, I just, I just did a Skype interview with him uh, yesterday, two days ago, uh, from the hotel room. And he, yeah, he's got the pocket protector yeah. and the pens and the glasses. Yeah, like Falling Down. He thinks it's funny. Well, people need to understand, <laughs> and this is true. He is the godfather of the hipsters. Yeah. He you put in is, godfather of hipsters in Google, his, he comes up. Yeah. All of that wardrobe that guys are wearing, they, they look like they're wearing old-timey suits with the skinny ties. Yeah. That's Gavin McGinnis. Yep. He literally started that fashion trend in Williamsburg. Yeah. And they, it took off from there. The, the hipster dress, the way people would dress with those weird mustaches and all that shit, yeah. that literally came out of Gavin. Gavin, it, which is amazing. The motherfucker is, he that is picture. like a, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, he, he, there's something like magnetic about the guy. He is what a cult leader is. Like he could just start a cult, which in essence, by accident, he did. Yeah. Uh, between the hipsters and then this, he's one of those guys like, I'm like Gavin, why didn't you start? Why didn't you start a cult where you get to fuck the people's wives, like that kind of cult? Why? Why do you go with? Well, with he this? also did some really good interviews online. Yeah, yeah. Where he would trick these leftists into sitting down with him in interviews, and yeah. then along the way, they were having this conversation. It would be exposed that he didn't agree with them at all, right. and they were trapped. Like this hardcore feminist got trapped with him, and yeah. some couple other people got trapped in this room with him. Yeah. And they they realize like halfway like some of the line of questioning and the way he's approaching things like oh my god like he's an interesting guy he's very interesting and outside of this proud boys thing if he never never invented that yeah and never did any of that he would be doing great yeah although he had a problem with uh, one of one of his own companies that he made after Vice they they bought him out of Vice because uh, Shane turned more liberal and. And it wasn't really, they weren't really meshing anymore over their advice. So they kind of just bought out uh, Gavin. He, he got a lot of money and decided to do his own thing. He uh, had an advertising firm, I guess it was. Yeah. Uh, and then he got the boot from that for making uh, transgender uh, uh, comments. Well, he was talking opinions. about how transgender people have mental health mental issues. Mental health issues. And he was bringing up all these, <sighs> here's the problem. He was, he was saying some things that are correct. Yeah, interspersed with again yes. parody and sarcasm, but, and but in his mind, this was like just this is something you can talk about where it was 
in the public's eye, particularly during the Caitlyn Jenner yeah. whole thing, people had decided that transgender was amazing. It's amazing. It's beautiful. She's incredible. And he was saying, no, these are people that are mentally ill. And there's an, uh, there's a website <coughs> that he was pointing to. I think it's called Transgender Regrets or something like that. Yeah. Where they have all these stories of all these men who turn into women and then turn back to men again. Now they don't have dicks. Oh, Jesus. And they have to take testosterone oh, injections and they hate their life. Wow. And there's uh, some of them who did it like when they were in their 60s and now... <laughs> Now they're in their 70s and trying to be a man again. And and that That's gender tough. dysphoria was thought to be a mental health issue, like anorexia, like a lot, a lot of other. Right. There's, there's body dysphoria. I mean, people have weird, um, you know, uh, bodybuilders get it. They, 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 they never think they're big enough. Like, right. Yeah. People yeah. have like weird perceptions of their physical presence in their mm -hmm. being. And some... Uh, I had a psychologist, Dr. Deborah So, who was discussing late onset gender dysphoria in autistic girls. That autistic teenage girls, they don't feel like they fit in, and people can convince them that they're actually a man. Wow. And so a lot of them start taking hormones and, and, and going through transition <sighs> and then shit. have massive regrets. And then, unfortunately, for women, when especially when you're a teenager and you're going through puberty and you take hormones, you literally start developing male features. Your mm. face gets harder and thicker and wider. Your shoulders get bigger. Like, the whole deal. Your hands. Yeah. Your, your clit grows the size of a thumb. You, so you, you make these irreversible changes or unless yeah yeah you know so you just described uh, jim norton's dream girl yeah perfect <laughs> <laughs> this he's a perfect jim norton's i love him to death he's a perfect example too of someone who's bulletproof because that's what he is he's uh he's charming like yeah. like in his his fucking debauchery he's he's a charming guy yes girls love him and think he's adorable when he's saying some of the most heinous shit on stage and yeah. uh, and on the air and stuff. But he's, he's, you know where he's coming from. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, there's no mistaking. Like, he, he wears everything uh, on his sleeve. Yeah. So, uh, he wrote the forward in, in my book, uh, oh, nice. uh, Permanently Suspended. He wrote, he wrote the forward. Well, he knows me like it's my brother yeah. first and then Jim Norton. Yeah. Like, Jim knows me really well. We're, we're really good friends and I, I love the guy. Why didn't you guys wind up doing a show together when Opie and Anthony crashed? Uh... I, I think, look, I can't blame anybody because I, I think that having the security of a, a steady paycheck as opposed to the guy that just got thrown off of everything, opening, <laughs> starting his own thing, uh, it, it probably wasn't all that appealing to Jimmy who, you know, you just bought a new place uh, in the city and everything. It just, uh, it wasn't the right time. And then, you know, as time went on, he became the go-to guy over at Sirius Um from the Opie and Anthony show. So yeah. uh, I would love to. And I do his Chip Chipperson show. And, you know, we're doing um, we're doing one in Philly next week. A the Chip live Chipperson? show. Yeah, we've been doing these live shows on Long Island. We did one up in Boston. And it's hilarious. Dude, he comes out and the crowd goes fucking wild. And he's got to be in character the whole time. It's got to kill him. It's got to kill him. And, and and it's so much fun to do. I love playing the the straight guy co-host to his fucking insane character. But uh, yeah, we've done these live shows, and they're they're really a lot of fun. Um, and he's just a, he's a great there he guy. Is. <laughs> there he is. The yeah. fucking outfit. Oh my god, it's so ridiculous. He's got to stay in. Look at those pants. Yeah, that is hilarious, dude. The place is like packed and. 
It's crazy. What are you guys reading? What are the notes? Oh, he he wanted us to. He wrote, he wrote like a uh, almost a play, but it's all just kissing Chip's ass and how wonderful <laughs> Chip is and how thankful we are to be there. Like it's so goddamn funny. I I, I love it. He's uh, he's brilliant, man. He's he's just a great guy and very fucking funny. I knew from the first. I think that also uh, kind of. I'm not blaming Jimmy or anything, but I think that helped to kind of break up the O and A show in time. I think Opie started resenting a little bit of that camaraderie that me and Jimmy were having. Um, me and Jimmy kind of slowly started pulling away and doing our own thing. Like it was. Right. Uh, and and the humor is you know the the more twisted the better i love sick humor he does too and we laugh we did a whole bit on on like lacy peterson and scott peterson Oof. the murder th yeah and you would think like uh, obviously he murdered his pregnant wife and dumped her in the ocean what could possibly be funny about that well people wrote tribute songs uh, well this guy wrote a tribute song to her and it, another one of these self-centered assholes that thought he was gonna go viral by making a, a tribute song and it, it, we started changing the words to the song to make it just horrible involving seaweed and and things like that. so it was terrible but me and jim are literally crying laughing and opie's just kind of sitting there like not really able to jump in or not kind of getting why we're laughing at this sick shit uh, so it, it, it kind of pushed us further apart mm. um, at that point. Yeah, we, we both as people changed over the course of uh, the 20 years we worked together. 20 fucking years with anybody, dude, yeah. is, is nuts. You get a girl that suck your dick every day for 20 years. You're going to be like, oh, fuck, <laughs> stop sucking my dick. But, but now it's think it's open across from me, you know. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to get on each other's nerves. And I, I'm not innocent in the whole thing either. Uh, but I was I'm a lot more laid back. Like I I knew what real work was. I worked for fucking living. I did heating and air conditioning installation and it was freezing cold in the winter and boiling hot in the summer and. Uh, when I got that first gig in radio, because of Opie, and I'll always thank him for that, uh, I knew what it was like to work, and I didn't want to fuck that up. So I plastered a smile on my face at every turn and did the show. Four hours a day. Everyone has someone at work that they don't get along with. You don't leave. You don't fucking, you know, you just deal with it. And that's eight hours. I had another 20 hours of the day that didn't involve Greg Opie Hughes. So I could deal with it. Uh, he was more like he had to express himself a little more, which you know, I guess is healthy in a way. But uh, I didn't need to, so I didn't. I didn't text him. I didn't call him. I uh, he we got in an argument once, and he goes, "Dude, you never even been to my house." And I go, "All right, get everyone from the show in here." Jim, have I ever been to the house? Nope. Travis, no. Sam, no. E Rock, no. I've never been to anyone's house. Let me tell you something right now. Yeah, that's something a chick would say. I know Have you that ever been would... to my house, dude. It's exactly You've never that. Even been to my house. Type okay. of relationship. What does that mean? We've what never does been it to even the moon. mean? I've never been to Africa. What? <laughs> what the fuck are you saying? I've never been to Spain. What does that have to do with anything that we? If if you had a problem with me not coming to your house, why didn't you ask me to come to your house? Yeah. Like, is there like are you asking me every day, and I'm saying no every and day, and I'm saying no, right, right. What's going on? It, it was always something like that, and believe me, I'm not going to sit here and shit on the guy. I, I that, my show's for that. Uh, I'm not going. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to shit on the guy, but there were definitely personality quirks that I guess we both had. But there was something like if if I 
I, I would party all the time and, and, you know, I had to be there at 6 a.m. And I'm driving from Roslyn, Long Island to New York City. It's it's 25, 30 miles of just fucked traffic every day. He How long had, did it take you to get there? It, it could be 35 minutes. It could be an hour and a half based on if someone's pulled over on the side of the road, some asshole crashes in Queens, whatever it was, it was... Uh, it was a shit drive every day. And you had to be there at 6, right? 6 o'clock, the show started. And so even at 6, there'd be that kind of traffic? Yeah, yeah. There's, it wasn't as bad as it got at like 7 or 8, but it, you never really knew. Right. It could, it could, I was never late, late, but there were times I'd come in at 5 after. Uh, 8 after 6 was pretty much as late as I would, I would be. It was never more than that. But he would go, like, he never had to say anything. Like, the music starts, there's a little... Uh, a bumper at the beginning and by the time it starts I'd, I'd sit down and he on mic would go um, well I guess there was traffic Anthony just getting in and now the bosses are listening and it was it just wasn't necessary to do that you know it, it kind of I was like he wanted something you gotta to be talk a, about guys don't do that guys don't do that to each other you fucking sit down don't say a word no one would know I'm late you know and that's what happened, and it, it, there were instances like that all the time. It's all in my book, Permanently Suspended. Uh, Is that book out now? It's out now. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. Borders, uh, Barnes & Noble. Green room. I think we have a copy in the green room. Ah, yes. Very good. Mm. Uh, but, but I oh, talk, no, it's at my house. It's in my house. I talk a lot about, uh, obviously, the relationship and, and, uh, with Opie and, and how it kind of slowly uh, came apart at the seams. Um, I think toward the end, uh, he just had had it he didn't want to do a show with with me anymore i i don't think he wanted to do a show with jimmy either that didn't last long and i knew it wasn't going to last long that yeah. they i was the buffer between the two of them that ended bad it really did <laughs> it yeah. really did uh like if you talk to jimmy about it like yeah yeah like he he doesn't he doesn't express that kind of no yeah no he doesn't like J jimmy's a very loyalty driven guy yeah. Uh, like, like he takes that very seriously, and if he feels somebody's fucking with him, he really gets pissed. Uh, usually, it can get talked out, and everything's cool after a little while. Uh, but this one, oof, uh, this, this is bad. <laughs> it didn't work. Yeah, but, no, you know, no. I think honestly, the way you guys interacted with each other, what he was good for was sort of directing the whole thing. Right. That's the impression that I got. In the, I mean, how many times did I do the show? dozens right yeah yeah i don't know how many times i did it. absolutely but i always felt like what he did really well was like sort of guide things like sit back more let you guys be funny but but guide like figure out like maybe we need more of this maybe we need more of that yeah and there was real value to that absolutely but do you think that's fun when you go out and do an appearance and everyone's clamoring about a bit that me and Jimmy did or something for him and, you mean. and yeah. yeah and yeah. he's well, sitting there going like well I I pushed a button and I drove see, the ship and I you know went is, to spots and if he knew it's 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 funny because like yeah you're not going to be appreciated right as much but it's like a guy who uh is good at defense but he doesn't score a lot of points yeah yeah yeah, you're not going to be LeBron James. It's necessary. The guys who score the points, though, are the ones who everybody wants to talk to. You, you know? Yeah. You ever see, uh, I, I, I think of Opie like, um, you ever see The Prestige, the movie The Prestige, uh, with the, the two magicians? 
No. And, and st- it, it, it's it's a good movie. So. It's a good movie. But at one point, uh, because <laughs> he has to use a body double, uh, the actual magician has to drop below the stage, and the body double comes out and gets all the applause. And he's under the stage. The real guy that did the whole act is under the stage, and he shuts his eyes and puts his arms out like, trying to enjoy the adulation from the fans, but Ooh. it's not even oh. him getting it. Oh. And, and I think that kind of mindset was there. There's, and, and then resentment starts bubbling up, and you start doing things like saying, Anthony just got in, um, y- you, you hold things over people's heads. Uh, the contract negotiations were a nightmare every time. And Opie always wanted a one-year deal. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Let's sign for 10 years. Who gives a shit? You know, if they want to fire you, they're going to fire you anyway, right. contract or not. But let's lock them in. So if something happens, at least we have a, a, a settlement portion. We could take half the, the what they owe us for five years, whatever it is. Not one-year deal. That's all I want. Because he always had this delusion of grandeur. Like there was always something better waiting uh, for us to grab up. And it's like, the truth of the matter was, the, the glory years of the ONA show were gone. The NEW years and the, you know, all that crazy fucking radio. We were damaged goods after the sex in St. Patrick's Cathedral debacle. We, <laughs> we had a couple, um, uh, we had a contest where people had to go around New York City and have sex at, at various famous locations, like the Hard Rock Cafe and um, Empire State Building, things like that. And we had spotters who were comics or people that worked for the show follow them around and they would call us on the show and go, all right, we're here at the Empire State Building and he's doing it. I'm watching him right now. So we had Paul Mercurio, who was uh, a comic and, and he uh, was following one couple around and uh, Opie had put church on the list. Um, and, and I went like, Ooh, I don't know, man. He goes, it's just to read on the air and say like what locations are. And when we say church, people go like, whoa, that's outrageous. But no one's going to go to church. Don't worry. Well, Paul calls up and goes, well, we're here at St. Pat's and he's do, uh, doing the two-point conversion. You got an extra two points if you were fucking her in the ass at the location. Because they all had point values for how wow. dangerous it was. Uh, and Pat was watching to be sure that it went in the ass? Uh, Paul. Paul was oh, watching. Paul. Yeah, yeah. He, the spotter was supposed to watch. And <laughs> so he had to watch this guy fuck his girl in the ass. Yeah, yeah. In there the was church. a lot of theater of the mind going on, too. We, right. Who knows what who the knows? fuck they were doing or where. I, heard, I hear it was in the vestibule outside St. Pat's. But regardless, it's sex at St. Pat's. Right. And uh, me and Opie looked at each other. We both had digital delay, like the delay button. Uh, seven second we had like a 30 second delay we both had buttons in front of us there was another guy in a locked room down the hall that had a button to dump out of because we were constantly doing shit that would have gotten fcc complaints so the boss installed these buttons everywhere well we both had our finger on it going like shit do we punch out of this it's hilarious guys fucking his girl in the ass at st pat's uh and neither of us hit the button and the guy down the hall didn't hit it we just went with it and that moment is like, <laughs> that is one of those moments. Like, talk about a defining moment. You move your finger one inch down, and that never happens. It, it, it's amazing to, to think about. What year was this? Uh, 2002, wow. I believe. 2000. It was, yeah, we, it was 9-11. Uh, we, we went through 9-11 on the air and stuff. And then I guess that summer, maybe. What year did you guys wind up on XM? Uh, 2004, I think it was. We we had to sit out two fucking years out of our contract 
uh, not working. They didn't want us to go to mornings because uh, Clear Channel Radio, which was another radio company, uh, and CBS were, were kind of fighting for us. Uh, Clear Channel wanted us to do mornings against Howard Stern, who was on CBS. Uh, we worked for CBS at the time doing afternoons. So we, we were put in a position where they were both just throwing huge amounts of money at us. Uh, and CBS was like, we can't let them go to mornings. We, it would be impossible to beat Howard. But we would take enough listeners away where you might not be number one anymore. That affects revenue. You know, you want to you want to sell the show as the number one rated show. Uh, so CBS was doing anything they could to keep us in afternoons with the same company as Howard. Uh, so th it was the most lucrative contract we ever signed. It was a three year deal. Uh, we signed it in, I guess, 2001. And uh, after one year, they canceled the show because of the sex at St. Pat's thing. Uh, that blew up. I mean, it was in the newspapers. It was. I had to look at Opie and Dopey on the front page. Of, I'm like, fuck, I'm Dopey. Uh, I got to be Dopey. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. My family and everything. It was just fucking nuts. So uh, the, CBS was like, well, we canceled your show, but we're not letting you out of your contract. I'm like, what does that mean? We talked to our agent. And he goes, well, you can't work. They're not letting you work. You'll still get paid. And dude, I'm talking millions of dollars. This was millions of dollars that they had to give us for two years but you'd think like oh that's awesome and back then there was no internet to speak of like like you had no way to contact your fans well you could have a website which is what yeah one of the ways that we became friends is i wrote about you guys right yeah yeah i wrote a, a big piece on my website about how God ridiculous damn. it was yeah yeah a lot of people supported us and yeah but it got uh in two years you just disappear on the radio it, it's if you're not doing a show and you're out there, you will go away. They will find something else. So yeah. we were really worried about that. And again, damaged goods. So no one was really clamoring to hire us anyway. Uh, but we went through two years where I was just d d making huge amounts of money and just buying toys. I would go. I went to Atlantis for a couple of weeks and, uh, in the Bahamas. And I was literally, I was pulling my luggage to leave at the uh the desk and, and i go to my chick i go what do we where why are we going home <laughs> he goes okay i said can i have the room for another two weeks like okay went back upstairs and just stayed for a month <laughs> it was like i have no reason why am i going home after two weeks you're so conditioned wow. like how long a vacation is right uh and and that lasted for for two years and then uh satellite came calling which was we considered radio prison at that point, it was radio jail. Anybody that, because everyone that had fucked up in regular radio ended up in satellite. Like, no one wanted to be in satellite radio at the time. They had no subscribers. Me and Opie sat on the side of uh, the, the Belt Parkway once by my house in Brooklyn. And we were like, let's see how many satellite radio antennas we see. Because they used to be very obvious shark fin, big antennas, aftermarket. They stuck them and drilled them into your roof. It was terrible. Yeah. The installation process was stupid. No one wanted to get fucked their car up with this dumb antenna. So we're looking and we're like, nothing. And then, oh, look, there's one. And, you know, the money's one thing, obviously. But as a broadcaster, you want to fucking be talking to people. You know, you want... You want to entertain people. You want people to say, wow, that was good. Uh, and there was just no subscribers back then. During our 10 years there, it wound up getting very, very good. And, and uh, we had a lot of listeners. But uh, early on, 
no one but satellite was calling and uh we we signed you know we signed the deal um but we we definitely would have preferred terrestrial radio yeah it's, it's interesting nuts. now right because now satellite it satellite became a big thing when howard got on it mm-hmm and people were talking about it, and then it became a big thing because every new car you would buy, you would get a free 90 days or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But now, no one gives a shit. Yeah, it's it, it's one of the most short-lived technologies. Not that it's gone. I think it'll well, always be there in some here, capacity. But man, it is fucking clinging by a thread. So many other... Um, that's why they bought Pandora, I, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah, There's for so sure. many other... Streaming. ...outlets out there. And the fact... And podcasts. The fact that podcasts yeah. are all free. Yeah, and, yeah. And then you could play them in a tunnel. You right. play them everywhere. It doesn't peter doesn't out on you. And, uh, you know, you get that signal constantly now. Yeah. So it's, it's not like the old days. Uh, every time you get in the car, like your, yeah. your system identifies your phone. And then when it they links started up playing commercials, I remember when they yeah. started playing commercials, like, what the fuck is this? I'm paying so yeah. that you can play commercials? Are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah, that was, uh, it was supposed to be uh, commercial free. They all yeah. talk about commercial free. And then it ends up, oh, if you're listening to... 70s on 7, I guess you won't have to listen to a, a commercial. Yeah, but, but even then, they, I, I think they have commercials Yeah, yeah, they started now. throwing commercials on everything, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, short-lived uh, uh, technology. It's weird. And then to put all of your eggs in, in a couple of baskets that are circling the earth always seemed weird to me. Well, not only that, <laughs> you can't get it in Hawaii. I think right, I told yeah. you guys, when I, when I went to Hawaii on vacation, I, I got uh, a car that had Sirius XM built into it. It didn't work. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? You have to deal with a satellite orbiting... You know, something happens to the transmitter on a terrestrial station. They send an engineer up there. He turns a few screws or what have you. You know, something fucks up in a satellite. What are you going to do? Yeah, fucking, what are you going to do? You know, Howard going to get in a, a rocket and fix the fucking it's thing? It's really dumb technology at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah. It's totally unnecessary. Unnecessary. The fact that Sirius is still transmitted from a, a thing in the sky down to the ground. Yeah, yeah. And it, then it's transmitted from the people on the ground up into the sky and then back down to the people on the ground. Yeah, yeah. That's what's going on. It's which is so so unnecessary. Just the people on the ground can just send it to the people on the ground. On the ground. Why wouldn't you Super do that? Super easy. Yeah, especially in this day and age with the But they're still doing it. It's very weird. Yeah, yeah, it is. They're going to have to do something um the fuck with their are they model. Do? I don't know. Uh, I mean, like I said, buy Pandora, you know, maybe start scooping up uh, internet companies. But, I think that's uh, what they're going to do. I think they're going to move towards that direction. Yeah, I think that's all they have. You know what's really weird, though, is like the fucking AM radio is still a thing. Like, <sighs> like uh, that's the weirdest thing to me. The, the death knell for radio has been, uh, it's been forever. Like the yeah. second another technology came out, it was like, <laughs> well, I guess that's it for radio. Yeah, yeah television. We have uh, uh, an amazing invention here. And radio was supposed to be dead, but it just hangs in there. People just can't let it go. Yeah. <laughs> Regular radio, especially AM. Man, I remember as a kid, my dad having the AM, like music on the AM radio. Yeah. Sounded like it was coming out of a tin can, static and shit. And that was kind of all you had. I drove home like a, like a year ago and just on a goof. 
<clears throat> I decided to uh, put on AM radio, and I was listening to an AM radio show, and I had a big smile on my face all the way home because it was like I was listening to the past. Yeah, yeah, it's like a time machine, right? Yeah, it was some, some weird, one of the local talk shows, a weird local talk show in LA where they were talking about traffic and the Dodgers game and <laughs> this so, and that. And it's archaic. It's so strange. Like, first of all, anything with anything that is trying to inform you is just unnecessary at this point, uh, unless it's you know, fake news, the, the big CNN and Fox News and everything. Those will always be a fixture and stuff. But local fucking news, do you really need the, the, the team that cares at six o'clock? It's all just shit that you've already seen online. There's not one story that will be on the 6 o'clock news that I don't already know in depth. It's also it, the lowest rung of show business in terms of <laughs> competence. Yes. Like the people that are, they're terrible at it. And they're all drunks. It's hilarious. <laughs> Dude, I have never seen a group of people that can drink more than fucking news people. They... They just get hammered constantly. They probably are miserable. I think that's it. I think they're miserable. We went through a whole thing when Roseanne was supposed to be on the podcast. And uh, right after she got fired, she announced that she was going to come on the podcast. Yes, and I remember so hearing that. These fucking newscasters started showing up where our old studio is, actually. They went to our old studio, and they were parked out front with cameras. And this is where I got, I got upset. Oh, Christ. I was like, first of all, you guys are terrible at this. And second of all... You just assume that because you're there, I have to talk to you. Mm -hmm. So because you see me, I'm going to say something to you. Because you put your camera and your microphone in my face. It doesn't work that way, fuckface. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not going to talk to you. You're not good at talking. Yeah. This is the reason why you do this. Yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah, have a job, like a really good job doing this because you're not good at this. You're not so good at it. You will one day get a really good job doing this or you're just not good at it. Yeah. One of those. Because right now you're right here and I'm not talking to you. This is nonsense. Like, you're holding this fucking camera. Hi, we're here with CBS and 4 News. Like, uh, yeah. fuck out of here. I don't have to talk to you. Yeah, Just because you have a camera in front of me doesn't mean we're going to have a, an interview now. Sometimes They feel like you're obligated yes. to address them. They're like, trying to come to my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had that happen. Yeah. It's not fun. <laughs> it's definitely not fun. It's my like, neighbors. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not talking to you. They I knock on my neighbor's doors yeah. and they want to know about me and yeah. stuff. And if you think like like we deal with L.A. or New York, imagine what the, the news team in fucking East Alabumfuck, like that's got to be the worst. They mm. are just... Terrible at yeah, what they do. Terrible. Local news well, in some podunk fuck town is hilarious to watch. It's one of the things that comics have to do when they come into a town. Yeah. They have to do local TV shows, morning the TV morning shows. The morning chat so thing. So as, as shitty as you oh. think The View is, or right. The Talk, <laughs> as shitty as those shows Good are, morning, those America. fucking pens get together and... <laughs> These shows in like the local one in Boise, Idaho, or fucking oh, yeah. Dallas, they're it's a thousand times worse. Worse, just Death. terrible. Death. And and I, I hate that uh there's such a, a double standard when one of them fucks up, when a news person fucks up, they just apparently leave them alone. 
Like, where was everyone with uh, what's his name from from uh, and was it NBC? Brian Williams. Uh, well, Brian Williams, they kind of got on. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, uh, Lauer, Matt Lauer. Oh yeah. Like Matt Lauer, it was in the news or anything. But where was where was the mic being shoved in Matt Lauer's face as he's trying to fucking go home or something? Well, I think there was some of that. I think he just hid. I mean, he went straight to Long Island and went to the Hamptons, and he's never left. But were they camping out in front of his house? Like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, they did. They, they did were, yeah. yeah. They just—he's just been banging divorcees and riding a motorcycle, Dude, that, trying to get back on TV. That is just—you know what's twisted. most stunning to me is how much money he made. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I didn't know he was making that much money. Like that is insane. And like, for years, like yeah, for a long like, fucking. He's time. got like uh, a giant ranch in New Zealand that's like thousands of acres. How do you decide you need that? It's so crazy <laughs> because he's got uh, some access issues. Like the people that want to get to certain uh, parts of um, the uh, public land, they have to go through his ranch. So there's like uh, an access issue, like some sort yeah. of an easement. Well, these people are supposed to be able to drive through, and they're, they're fighting it off. And He should just sit at his desk with that button that opens the door, but it, it lifts See, a gate up so they could get through. That button, there's a the misconception button. about that button. <laughs> I love the button. They all had that button. Yeah. That was, yeah, it was because they had big offices, and they want to be able to lock their door so they don't get interrupted on a phone call. Oh. It wasn't so they could bang chicks in the office. Like, women executives had that button, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that's the thing it that- It sounded the, very- It sounded very yeah. tawdry. Yes, tawdry yeah. indeed. Yeah, well, the, the media grabbed on. <laughs> that and like oh my god he had a button to lock it like like he's sitting there when i fuck i don't want to be interrupted i want to fuck i want to hit that button and just start fucking some nervous girl just yeah. hears that click, click behind shit. her she goes oh fuck yeah. he hit the button yeah there was a lot of that that was like accentuated like there was a, a one guest that brought in a bunch of sex toys and he they, she yeah. gave him a bag and he kept it in his office and he's like oh he keeps a bag of sex toys in his office there's shit in this office. I got a flamethrower. Okay? <laughs> Elon Musk gave me a flamethrower. Yeah. I, I, what am I going to do with it? It's right Which is there. awesome, by he the way. He keeps a flamethrower in his office. Yeah. Like, this is, it's that kind of thing. Like If somebody gave me a bag of dildos, it would be right over there next to the flamethrower. He has a bag of dildos. Unless I made a conscious decision to throw it away or my yeah. wife found it. It would, it would wind up getting tossed. But Matt Lauer decided to keep it in his fucking closet. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, apparently he gave some people some. I think the guy was getting laid yeah that's what i think and yeah. i i think a lot of what else happened the all the, the the details of it it seems to me that it's it's all of it is like very blown out of proportion i don't like that uh that that's happening because everyone is being lumped into the harvey weinstein category exactly. which is the uh, uh, that's the abusive tip of the yes. fucking pyramid well, right there cosby's the tip right right cosby cosby's is literal one yeah he's yeah. literally number one yeah, he, yeah there was a woman who said this on i believe it was cnn or one of those talk shows she said he may very well be the biggest serial rapist in history can you even fucking I remember, bill cosby I remember literally sitting back on my couch going fuck <laughs> yeah fucking bill cosby's the biggest serial rapist in yeah. history wow a, t a time machine would be wonderful just to see people's expressions when you tell them like what's happening in the whole uh, celebrity uh, forum like like what, yeah what's uh, hey guess what bill cosby's doing you ever seen a photo of howard Cosell oh, yeah, standing yeah. next to bruce jenner and oj simpson OJ. and it says i've seen the future and you're not gonna fucking yeah. believe this <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Bill Cosby, when we were kids, we used to watch the Cosby Show. Which yeah, was when it was when he was Bill Cosby, the stand-up comedian that would go on HBO, and everybody loved him. He was oh, America's they loved father. Him. 
America's dad right there, the Cosby show, revolutionary on God, television. God. He was at that time raping women. At that <laughs> time. During that insane. Time. Not just raping them, but drugging them. Yeah, yeah. And it and, and friends, daughters, like people oh. that he knew. Come on over, I'll help you with your career. Wow. Plop. plop. Yeah. Drop two in your fucking drink and you feeling okay? Put your feet up. Oh, Put Christ. your feet up. And they'd be like, I can't move. And like, that's when I stick my dick in your mouth. And that hazy, like a few of them just hazily regain consciousness for a minute and just remember seeing old Bill pounding away with the, that oh. fucking flounder eye. Oh. <laughs> I think he got the eye later in life. He's yeah, almost yeah, blind, yeah. apparently. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I, I'm not sure. I thought they were using that as kind of a, a sympathy thing, but he looks pretty fucking they should blind. send him to the same jail they sent Whitey Bulger. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, how about that? Fucking imagine that, boy. He's he was what ninety five or something like that. Whitey, Whitey Bulger was he that old? I think he was that fucking old, like in his nineties. That's all. That's a grudge that someone held on to for quite a while. Well, the guy hated rats apparently, and that was the thing that Whitey Bulger, all throughout his time of running the Irish mob, was ratting people out. To the yeah, FBI. yeah. That's what was really crazy. He was another guy, just like we were talking about. Um, uh, what the fuck's his name? The Italian guy. Yeah, Gotti. Uh, no, the other one. The, oh, oh, Sammy, uh, the, Bull, Sammy the Bull. He was in the mob, ratting out other people in the mob while he was murdering people. Yeah, yeah. Like the FBI allowed him to sell drugs and do a lot. Of, he won the lottery twice <laughs> while he was doing this. You know how that works? How? The, what, well, I, I someone no else idea. would win the lottery. And he would use that as a way to show income. So he would pay them for their lottery ticket or steal it from them or oh, whatever the hell the go. fuck he did it. And then he would say, look, I won the lottery. And then he would win the lottery. So that way he would have all this money. Laundered, and would, yeah. You could avoid tax evasion charges that way. Oh, you could Christ. have a proof of income. That's wow. why where'd you get that boat? Where'd you get that Cadillac? Where'd you get that house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's fucked up. Twice. You know how bold Twice. you have to be? To win it twice, he was. Uh, yeah, he he was. Uh, the FBI was helping him too. Obviously, yeah. they were uh, giving up uh, competitors. And yes. uh, well, they 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 were responsible probably for some murders. Yeah, yeah, they would bring people to him like that. That was a thing. Like, hey, we're not going to kill anyone, but we'll bring this guy to you so you could have a, a little chit chat. And you know, you're driving the guy to to his death. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. So. And then he was living in an apartment in Santa Monica with some girl who just talked a lot. And apparently she was yelling at him, and that's that's how he got arrested. Oh, like, it, it, they, what, they, like a domestic? Yeah, there was like oh, some shit. screaming and yelling, and they were weird. And that was uh, what got people looking at them. Like, who the fuck are these people? And then they started, I mean, he wasn't even like hiding in Montana or anything. No, no. I mean, he wasn't in right Wyoming out there. on a ranch somewhere in the middle of nowhere where no one's going to be suspicious. Uh, yeah. He was in fucking Santa Monica in an apartment. That is fucked up. Crazy. I don't understand like how it's got to be the, the, the most stressful life oh, to lead just on the run. On the run. I, I watched that uh, some of those shows like Cold Case Files and uh, when they find these people. Yeah, there he what is. inmates are wow. saying about the brutal prison hit on Whitey Bulger. So he got what he had coming to him. He got what he had to him. Oh, wow. Jesus. They pulled his eyes out. Oh, my God. That's yeah. like rat stuff. How old stuff. was he? 89 or something. Oh, 89? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's... Uh, he definitely got what he had coming to him. <laughs> I don't see how anybody could argue that. Apparently that uh, a, so. No really sympathy. piece of shit. Just amazing that he's 89. Made yeah. it to 89. Patrice, 89. What was Patrice like 40 when he died? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. How's that work? I, I have no idea. But yeah, I mean, he he must have been looking over his shoulder constantly. While still in his wheelchair, he was beaten to death with what inmates call shanks, schlocks, uh, a lock in a sock. <laughs> it's a kind of a Dr. Seuss uh, <laughs> kind of weapon. <laughs> While in his wheelchair before possibly having his eyes pow- partially gouged out with shanks. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's some real his shit. His assailants tried to chop off his tongue. Wow. Sometimes it works. Sometimes jailhouse justice actually happens. Yeah. You, yeah. you don't you don't uh, you don't think it will, but then it does. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes people get uh, what's coming to them. Yeah. How do we get on the subject of Whitey Bulger? I I, I don't know. We, we always we just ramble yeah, on about stuff. I love about- it. So yeah. you, I, I love that you've established your own sort of media company. I love that you decided to just <laughs> yeah. start your own network. Like, yeah. How, but is it is it are there challenges? Like what we do is pretty simple mm-hmm. because we just put it out there and then we put ads on it. Right. You know, and yeah. then, or YouTube puts ads on it. <clears throat> but is it is it challenging to like I mean, you you have a bunch of people. Like when I was there, other folks were coming in, and they had their shows in the studio as well. And they had you change your green screen. You know, you should change. Yeah, the yeah. In the it was the more convenient way to kind of instead of having a different set for every show, it's yeah. a green screen, and then we just pop it in, uh, pop in a background. Uh, we could do some pretty funny things with it too. We've done that. I I did a reading um, last week of uh, part of my book. And uh, we went to an establishing shot of a cabin, and I moved to a chair behind the green screen, and it's just me by a little fire burning, and I, oh, oh, welcome. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't expect you. And, you know, so it's kind of fun to be creative with the thing. Um, other than that, yeah, there, there are a lot of challenges. It's, uh, I, I am not, I'm in front of the mic guy. That's it. I don't really like any of the other parts of the business this it's weird because this a is a ceo of the business or a, a- i i'm the guy keith though is the guy i've delegated uh, a lot of the responsibility as to the tech end of everything and uh finding the people we need to run equipment and stuff over the course of the years uh and it's worked out very well um but but it is one of those things like it's it's too companies you have the entertainment that's going into the microphone and then all the shit you need to get that to the people yeah and, and the business model and and you know billing and and all that shit that i can't fucking be bothered i have video games to play i can't be bothered with that shit so you operate on it's a subscription people pay by the month and then yeah. they get a ton of shows they get the mike ward show yeah yeah the, uh, the mike ward who's in here last week yeah and they uh get uh aaron and gino doing in hot water is our morning show and they're just out of fucking control they're the one show that i watch sometimes and go like oh oof. really wow that's i wouldn't do that <laughs> yeah really? yeah oh yeah yeah they're brutal are they comics uh yeah yeah they're comics in uh in new york and they tour around um, really funny guys. And then, um, so this is the this is the page with all the show on it. Yeah, I, I pilfered uh, Bill Schultz and Joanne Nosichinsky from Fox News. They used to be on uh, Fox News, uh, Red Eye and stuff. Oh, really? E- Eastside Dave is uh, a, an insane motherfucker from the old uh, Ron and Fez show. What's in hot water? In hot water is the morning show. That's oh, right. uh, yeah, that's, that's Aaron and Gino. Uh, Kevin Brennan, who is just a mental patient. Uh, Kevin scares me. Uh, he yells a lot. Uh, I, I come into the studio and I just hear his voice booming, yelling, and it, I, I get an anxiety attack like it's my dad yelling at mom back in, in, the, in the old days. 
yeah, it's just a, a you know we we we're always looking for uh, how many shows do you have on shows that fit. I don't know how many is that. <laughs> and are these shows million. available like to stream like anytime you want? Yeah, yeah. Every show, uh, most of the shows go out live. I like mm-hmm. the element of. Just a little danger there of, of being live as it goes out. Me too. I like that. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but just knowing you could edit something might make you a little lazy as right. you're doing it. Yeah. You can't stop. You Jamie's have to keep one of the going. First we, Jamie brought it up. Like It feels different when yeah. we've done shows that aren't live. Yeah, yeah, we, it does. Something happened. We were streaming at one point in time. It, it fucked up, and we couldn't stream. So we just edited it and put it, or uh, um, filmed it in advance, rather, and put it up later. But it's like, it just feels, feels weird. It does. It's because there's a net. There's yeah. a net down there. You yeah. could you could leave. If you had to take a piss, you could go, ah, I got to take a piss. I got, yeah. you know, this is, you're going out live. This is it. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Here yeah. it is. Uh, yeah. I like, like I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, something, there's a feeling that there's people listening right now. Right. Yeah. yeah. And everything's archived so uh, subscribers can get uh, all the past shows from all the shows. And it is right? available. Can they download audio as well as video? Yeah. Yeah. Audio only. Um uh, audio and video, yeah. It's it's yeah. Uh, we give them a lot of options. Uh, we went with subscriber based uh, because when I I got the boot from uh, Sirius years ago, uh, I couldn't imagine people wanted me to be hawking their products <laughs> in the, in the first place, uh, and and I didn't want to be beholden to sponsors. Right. I can't have anyone telling me what I can and can't say anymore. Just ain't gonna happen. But is there an issue trying to get people like uh, I had uh, a friend who was on radio and they left and went to do a podcast and they had a subscription podcast. Yeah. And he, what he was saying is it's really difficult to grow. Like you have to keep those people that you have and yeah. you got to keep them happy. And he, they would do things to engage with them and they would do like little events where they'd go to a bar and mm-hmm. meet everybody and do a show from there. He said, but it's really hard to grow because people don't want to pay when there's all these different shows that they could just get for free. Yeah, that's, uh, that's always a challenge. But there's also you, the commodity that people can't get anywhere else is entertaining shows. Like you could have a free show that sucks right. <laughs> and there's plenty of those out there. <laughs> uh, but if you're good at what you do and, and you already have an audience, cause I, I say it all the time. Corolla had the greatest line once he, he was being interviewed and someone said, uh, how do you, how do you make a successful podcast? He goes, oh, okay, rule number one, be famous. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you got to. So I, I figured if we get up and running in a month, me and Keith uh, uh, figured it out, that we could hold on to a lot of the ONA audience that uh, would come over and, and, get and subscribe. Get, get it, it quick. quick. Get yeah. up. Yeah. And that's why, thank God, I had that studio already built in my basement. Yeah. Uh, I was able to, all we needed was the logistics of, of pumping it out onto the internet in a bigger number than I was doing at three in the morning. Um, you were doing some of them outside, too. Yeah, yeah. We'd set up the camera out by the pool. Like, yeah. my first guest that was, was cool. Dice, yeah. which was, was hilarious. Really? Yeah, yeah. Dice uh, came by. We sat by the pool. Uh, and then later on, he went downstairs uh, in my basement, I, that karaoke stage, and he was singing Elvis karaoke songs. It was hilarious. <laughs> and that's one of those moments where you're like, Dice is in my basement singing Elvis. How the fuck did that happen? You know? <laughs> it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so that model uh, worked for us, and it, it's been working. But I'm, I'm kind of seeing... Uh, you got to keep on your toes in, in especially a technology-based business. We were just talking about satellite radio. Yeah. Like you don't, you just can't tell what's going to happen. You really got to kind of look for future trends and whatnot. 
and uh, maybe more of a hybrid thing because it's a balancing act of bringing new people in. And like you said, keeping the people that are there already, but bringing new people in with some free content. So maybe a tiered subscription thing where there is a free level with sponsors, uh, but then a tiered uh, premium level mm. with uh, material that we've already had, maybe uh, uh, past shows or something or extra content. But So we're, we're always trying to think of what might be uh, a good option. When I first fired this thing up, we had no fucking clue. I right. mean, this was usually you would kind of do some kind of a research testing or whatever marketing analysis of day parts and shit like that. And I just I was like, I could I could be here by 4 p.m. <laughs> uh, how long is the show going to be? Six, two hours, four to six. I could I could go out at six and then I don't have to be there until 4 p.m. That's fucking easy. Still lets me party. Uh, Monday through Friday, fuck that. I want a three-day weekend all the time for the rest of my life. (laughs) So that's what we do, Monday through Thursday. Uh, And then we have programming on Friday in the slot that um, I'm supposed to be in uh, during the week. So uh, it just, I wanted, I didn't want to fucking be driving myself like that uh, forever. So cut back on the hours, the days, and it, it worked. So, you know. I'm very happy with that. But again, you know, we're always assessing and seeing what we could do to kind of build it because it is that trade off of audience. Like, obviously, we're not going to get as many people watching on a subscriber base than we would if it was free with spots. But, you know, do you want to cut down on uh, uh, the paid subscribers and boost it up? And then how far do I. I go with advertisers where somebody can call them and fuck me over now. And do I truly have free speech now or as free as I can be uh, with a subscriber base. So uh, it's a balancing act. I see what you're saying. Like you don't want to totally abandon the subscriber model because then you're at the mercy of subscribe of uh, advertisers. Of advertisers. Yeah. And it gets like we have advertisers now. We have a couple of them uh, that we pop maybe two spots on a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I do it. They're all live reads. So I, I make them fun and funny. And, you know, people like I learned that from Howard years ago. When Howard would go to spots before he was syndicated too, when he had all the time in the world, uh, you, sometimes you didn't even know he was still in a commercial break. It was just funny. So I try to keep it light and fun and add in things uh, so it doesn't feel so intrusive. Uh, but I don't live and die by sponsors. It's not. It's kind of supplements uh, the subscribers' uh, stuff. So uh, that works. And and I don't know maybe i i'm paranoid because of my past that uh that sponsors might get pissed at what i'm saying but when i look at the shows especially the shows i've been doing in the past year or so they're not as harsh as they were i was really fucking angry uh like five years ago when i started this whole thing i can't believe it's almost five years already uh, that i've been doing this at compound media and uh i was just pissed and the show was a platform of like venting and and revenge and like i just i wanted to fucking yell and and be pissed about things and bang the desk about politics and society and and uh it it came off as very angry uh and then as as uh, time went on i i realized like people were telling me god dude just be funny like just joke about shit and you don't have to be serious. Like, I thought for some reason I had to do almost like a political show. Um, because of the fact that you had gone through so much shit. Yeah, yeah. Like- I was resentful. I was mm-hmm. pissed. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it's uh, 
it's one of those things that really carried over onto the show. But in the past couple of years, I guess it's been, um, especially with bringing Artie Lang on board for the eight months he was with me, uh, it's very difficult to get into any kind of uh, commentary on society with Artie Lang sitting there. How was uh, that? It was odd. It was great. I mean, you know, the, the, the preface everyone gives is fucking love Artie. Uh, he's hilariously funny. Uh, so quick and and just a goofy knock around regular guy, uh, but the demons, man, the yeah. demons. It, it was it was kind of rough to deal with. I, like I said, I'm a relaxed guy. If Artie didn't show up one day, I do the show myself. Didn't he do the show with Opie for a while? No, he was a guest on Opie's show, and and I guess Opie approached him to be. A co-host or oh, something okay. and he, he said no okay um but yeah he was never part of the show i thought he was gonna be part of the show yeah like, there was kind a- of a rumor going okay. around for a while yeah. uh so when he came on i was like it's not gonna kill me if he doesn't show up right. you know for a day every so often because i'll just do the show myself uh but it <laughs> it turned out to be a little more than that and there were some days that were really good and other days where it was a little frayed around the edges and uh you know redundant he's, he's got a different kind of demons he's yeah. got like beelzebub he's got like the main demon he really does man yeah, and it's he's... so fucking sad to see because i mean there's no question about the talent there he's yeah. he's hilarious. hilarious and a great guy great guy you Loyal always guy. hear that yeah you always hear that yeah I, I i remember when we hired him it was uh i was at the comedy cellar and david tell Came up, he goes, so you're uh, working with Artie. I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, welcome to the wonderful world of the 3 a.m. phone calls and not being able to find him. I'm like, oh, fuck, what did we get ourselves into? And yeah. and that's kind of what we got ourselves into. But yeah. again, I mean, I had a great time. Uh, his He's one of the funniest motherfuckers, especially on a mic like that. The, the, who would think that when Jackie Martling left the Stern Show, they'd be able to replace him with somebody that was just funny as fuck and and have legendary shows with with uh artie on and um you know he he definitely earned a place in in broadcast history but we just you know after eight months it got a little too crazy uh to unpredictable and you need some predictability what was what was bad about it well it was uh, the the attendance issue was a little odd um like a principal yeah yeah the attendance (laughs) he wasn't he was tardy uh, and, and there were some days he was fucking just most days he was awesome, but there were some days where, you know, the heads down, it was kind of, mm-hmm. kind of a little iffy and, you know, regardless, I know he knows that too. I mean, he's, he's, he lives in that body. Yeah. So, you know, he knows it. So it, it was a little odd. Um, and then we picked up Dave Landau, who's a, a young comic out of uh, Detroit. He uh, filled in a couple of times when. Uh, we had him as a guest on the show, and then he filled in a couple of times during uh, Artie's few sabbaticals that uh, he was away for a week or so. Uh, and me and Dave just hit it off. He, he's got a great he's sense great. of humor. He's a little twisted. He's got a great backstory. The guy was just a fucking piece of shit for a long time. Really? <laughs> he, his stories about like drunk driving. He crashed every car he had. He was arrested 15 times before he was 18. Like, just a disaster. And... You look at him now, he's got a great wife, a beautiful kid, he's a working comic, and he's awesome. He knows how to co-host my show. He gets it. He, uh, we don't step on each other. He knows exactly what to throw in and when. So 
Uh, really happy with uh, with Dave Landau. He's a yeah, great guy. I only did one show with him the last time I was in town with yeah. you, but I, he's great. I really yeah, he's a, he's a good guy, man. Smart dude. Yeah, quick. smart and really decent. Like, yeah. It's so weird to see people that you didn't know when they were such fuck-ups and <laughs> fucked up. Because, like, you know, you almost want to go, all right, come on, just drink one night. I want to see what a disaster you are, you know? Because, uh, yeah. you know, you just don't know how right. fucked up people can get. Uh, but you never know. He's he's a he's a decent guy. Yeah, yeah. He's, it, I like what you're doing, man. I love it. I love that it's you're cool. you're doing something different. You and you 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 basically you got put into a corner. Yeah, and you said all right. I'm going to figure my way out of this. It was a lifeboat at first, but it you was, really expanded it now, and it's become yeah. a, it's become a really interesting thing. Yeah, it, and and I never expected it. I I gave it a lot of thought f- in between being fired and when we finally fired it up uh compound media i was like what do i do do i do i go fucking buy a a ranch somewhere in the middle of the sticks and get guns and write a manifesto or something (laughs) or you know i didn't know what to do right uh no one was knocking on my door to fucking give me a job so uh when when the idea came to do this it was pretty much all right i want to do this and regardless of how many subs i i get the overhead's going to be barely anything. It's me in my basement doing a, a broadcast. So uh, I wasn't really worried about the number of subscribers or anything like that. And when we launched and it was really successful, uh, during the course of that year, we started getting other shows. Legion of Skanks, uh, the guys out there, um, Big J Okerson and uh, Are they still Dave Smith. Guys? and uh, No, they no, they, they have now. their own thing. Louis J. Gomez. Yeah, yeah they got their own thing um, on, on their own network. Uh, but for a while, they were doing their show from my house, That's which awesome. was so weird. It was like because you need their legion of skanks with them. They have their part of their show is that live audience. So I'd have people coming into my backyard that I didn't know from a hole in the wall that had driven out to Roslyn, Long Island to sit on folding chairs in front of the guys. And I'm walking around my basement like, who are these? Like, this is a little weird. It's a little intrusive, <laughs> but it's cool. But it. And then it really started getting fucked up because during the summer months, uh, they'd all jump in the pool. So now they're swimming in my pool. People the Legion know. of Skanks was in wow. my pool. And, and it was the weirdest. It was cool. We'd all just, you know, have a few beers, talk. You get to know people. Yeah. So it wasn't that bad. No one ever did anything bad. They respected the house and everything, which was very cool. Um, and then Gavin was doing the show. We got Gavin on board from my house and a lot of times it, it was at night so I, I'd be upstairs on my couch watching TV or something he'd finish up come upstairs and sit on the couch and be like hey man what's up and I'm just like I just don't want to talk I talked all day I'm just I want to watch TV so it became a little weird and and uh, after a year uh, Keith was like let's get a place in the city it's easier for guests yeah. so we got a place at uh, 35th and 7th right near Penn Station uh, which works great. You know, I take the train in now. I don't have to fucking drive into the city. Uh, although that's another nightmare, the transit Long Island Railroad. But uh, it, it just works out better that way. It gets me out of the house. It's a separation of personal life and, and uh, yeah. the the job. So um, it works out. I like the yeah, little studio. Yeah, I started my around. podcast in my house too. And you, I think everybody does. My little kids, you'd hear them in the background <laughs> screaming at each other, Mommy, she took my thing. You know, because they were really little at the time because yeah. I've been doing it for nine years now. Holy fuck. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Time. 
Yeah, so I did it in my house, and then we started doing some of them at the ice house, and then I got a got a place, got a uh, the last one, the, yeah, the yeah. place you went to. Remember that? And then as the show got bigger, I just said, let's get a big place. Let's just this is crazy. insane, Joe. Like, I don't know how much you've shown the people on your show. Do you venture out and show them anything? Because it's no. It's insane. It's a fucking airplane hangar. This is giant, and uh, everything in every corner is cool. <laughs> like it's all just cool there's uh, f- for uh, uh you got weights and mats and and then that that hunting thing that the archery, that archery game. game game techno hunt it's yeah. amazing it, it's you know but it is a game there's scores like you p- compete against each other yeah you're firing yeah. real arrows with your compound bow into what is that kevlar, kevlar. a yeah. kevlar screen yeah, the, the the tips are flat like the top of a water bottle so uh-huh. it slaps it it doesn't penetrate yeah I went to a, a gun range uh, a couple of times on Long Island that also used a video on a screen that was made with uh, giant rolls of paper, one horizontal, one vertical. And uh, a sensor would read the light that would come through when a bullet hit, and uh, that would record where you shot and Whoa. accurately show that. And then after too many holes got in, all you have to do is wind the paper a little bit on each one, and it... It misaligns the holes, so now you got a whole new sheet of paper to shoot at. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, and and it was it was very cool to be able to shoot at video targets of you know the bad guy. Yeah, well, it's also like really good for real life situations. For yeah, hunting, yeah. that thing's amazing. Because yeah, you you you're not just looking at a bullseye like a typical target face. You're looking at the crease behind the shoulder where you're trying to hit the heart. By the way, you nailed that one. Like the second one you did, yeah. it was a deer, just a video of a deer standing there. And it's moving. It's not a still picture. And uh, you drew that back and hit it exactly in the crease behind the leg. Yeah. Was a, that was a heart shot. Really this, cool. This fucking game is very addictive, though. You'll be out there pulling that bow back. You'll fuck your shoulder up. Yeah, yeah. Because you're pulling back 70 pounds all day long. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it gets super addictive. Like, think about how addictive it is to play video games. Oh, yeah, now yeah. Now think about competing against another bow hunter, and you're talking shit to each other, playing this game when yeah. there's a deer walking out in the field. Yeah, it's, it's really great practice for actual bow hunting. Yeah, you could tell. It, it's very accurate, too, wherever that... Uh, Wherever that bolt hit, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking right, yeah. right on the money. Very, uh, very cool though. This place is uh, awesome. You got a, an this amazing is place. Of you. I a can't lot of even. It. You, you were, you know, you took the ball and fucking ran with it, man. <laughs> you really did. This is amazing. Just an amazing uh, accomplishment. Like you're known. You're the guy. Like, like people are like, oh, you're going on Rogan's podcast. Oh shit, he's the guy. You, you like ended up being the guy. Because of you guys. That's <laughs> so what's crazy. That's fucking awesome, man. Because of being a guest on ONA and then watching crazy. you do live on the compound. That's absolutely where it all started. Crazy. I just wanted, when I was doing that, I, I it was trial and error. I would go to B&H Photo in Manhattan and just buy shit and take it home, hook it up and go, ah, that don't quite work. Throw something in the closet, get something else, and slowly built up what I needed to have it work. My goal was really to to have lower thirds and video over my shoulder and and look into the camera with a teleprompter. So it looked like the news. Yeah. But it was done by a drunk guy who was, you know, would go off and just sing karaoke, <laughs> horrible language. Like that to me was always funny. Like it was a parody of a real TV show. I wanted it to look good, not just a grainy camera with yeah. a 
Xbox headset. Uh, we were literally mic. just talking about this at the comedy store the other night. We were watching the news. It was on the television, and we we're saying how much better would the news be if you get a couple of us and get fucked up and start smoking weed and then just <laughs> right. But the real news, like actual real stories, like oh shit, look what the <laughs> fuck that guy just did. And Who have wouldn't a watch that? Of the news is just with comics. Like I've I've, I've actually after. After doing that at the comedy store and watching that and talking to a couple friends, I've actually thought about doing that, like having a nightly oh, news show great? Yeah. or a morning news show or just a show where one hour of the day is just like you get the AP feed, yeah, yeah. all the news feed, and you got video to go with it, and you do a, a, a stoned out or drunk news show. Yeah. We, comics. we we have a, a guy, Michael Malice, that does a, kind of a daily wrap-up show at 11 p.m., and uh, it, it's hilarious because he'll put, like the other day he was talking about Tucker Carlson and the graphic comes up and it says uh, Tucker Carlson, but it's a picture of, um, who the fuck was it? Uh, Sean Hannity. It was a picture of Sean Hannity. And he does shit like that all the time. And people are like, dude, that's not Tucker Carlson. He goes, what? No, it's, it, I thought it was. But he does that on purpose. Like he fucks with the graphics and the, the ticker at the bottom and everything. And it's oh, really it's really funny. He's a, he's a smart guy, too. He's a, a clever uh, little shit. Uh, yeah, so, but that's, the, shit like that is great. We did, we did an election show on, during the presidential election. Uh, a couple of years ago and Gavin was on that one and we had all the the big American flag waving in the background on the green screen and everything and and we were calling it like a sporting event DePaulo was there uh and it really turned into like a football game you're you're just going oh my god we just got Florida oh my it it was so and it was we were all drinking and laughing and it was election coverage like the news would do but we were just hammered and laughing our balls off so what do you think happens to Gavin now uh well, no one bounces back from this, that kind of shit. It's so it's tough. It's a different kind of shit that he's in right now. Cult leader, you know, <laughs> like he's in this. They've they've got David the eye Koresh. Of, yeah, as Mal says, he's got the eye of Sauron on him. <laughs> yeah, and that thing just fucking. But once that's on you, it's very hard to shake that fucking thing off of you. Yeah, if anyone can do it, it's Gavin. He's been really reborn a couple of times. I like don't, I he was supposed to be done after that trans shit. thing. Oh, not really. I don't know. Nah. They gave him a lot of shit for that, and yeah, he got they gave lost the comp- lost that. his company. <laughs> yeah, but that's like professional stuff. That's not like yeah. showbiz stuff. Now he's in this weird showbiz exile mm. sort of place. You know? Yeah. Well, he's on uh, what CRTV. Yeah, that's he, still real. He does a show there. Yeah, who the fuck watches that? I don't know. You know, I yeah. I, 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 I see clips of him, but um, yeah, it's what rough. is that? What is CRTV? Is that it's another thing? kind of an internet like thing? More, m- yeah, but more straight, straight. news yeah. kind of based. Why, uh, why would they have him on it? Uh, he was on there. He got hired by them maybe a year or so ago. Right, but if they're trying to do something straight, he's not like. He'd well, be he's more kind of the goofy. Silly. I think the goofy. Yeah. Aspect of it. And then they'll have, you know, the regular straight lace guy. Why don't you have him on compound anymore? Uh, he got a better offer to mm. go over there. You know, we're not going to mm. hold anybody back. Hey, right. why are you? Right. Don't you? Uh, it is weird, though, because you can be stricken from the record as they showed with Alex Jones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they just, holy fuck, did they just get rid of him? He is a yep. non person. Yeah. They fucking took. Every aspect of his uh, feed off of every 
bit of social media. And it's obviously a coordinated effort. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this Definitely. is not just one company that also competes with another company that mm-hmm. also, and they all just universally decided on their own independently. Yeah. No, they, they coordinated that. I can't stand the, uh, you know, I, I am uh, an absolutist with free speech. I And and I know the fucking line. It's a private company. They can do yeah. what they want. Freedom of speech is about the government and this and that. It's like, yeah, but are you okay with that? Yeah. Are you okay with a, a faceless corporation uh, deciding what you can watch and see and hear and who can speak right. based on nothing but this arbitrary ideology that comes out of a building? Like, I don't like that. I want anyone to have the ability to speak about anything they want, no matter how repugnant it is, like, like meet it with a lively debate. Well, here's, the, here's a, a perfect example. Forget Alex Jones. Let's talk about what we talked about earlier. Laura Loomer versus Louis Farrakhan. Yeah. You, where's your consistency? You got to explain to me how that works. How, how does that how work? How is it okay for the guy on Twitter to be calling Jewish people termites? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that is, that's something you exterminate. Yeah, yeah. This is Nazi Germany type talk. Yeah. Exactly. Like, that, how is that okay? That's okay with you, but then, so, I mean, how about, the, look, it it's works that way on the left as well. Like, how about that guy that just got kicked off of CNN right. because he was talking about the Jewish policies Israel, against yeah. Palestine and that he's for Palestinian liberation and, and they were like, fuck you, you're done. Like, it, this this decision that, or the, the thought process that's involved in the decisions that they make is not based on rational thinking and objective reasoning. No, it's so arbitrary. Uh, you just don't know. It's based on which way the culture's swinging, mm-hmm. you know, and the culture is is swinging in a way that avoids any any p- possible accusations of racism. If you think in in any way, right. shape, or form, you're going to be thought of as racist, you avoid that because there's some people that say horrific shit about white people. Oh yeah, yeah. And they don't get banned. Literally calling for their yeah. death, <laughs> and and yeah, they you don't know get that banned. That girl that got hired by New York Times and it was a massive uproar because she had so. So many anti-white things on her Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh, the Asian girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just all that ridiculous left-wing woke nonsense. Yeah, you know that yeah. you, you're allowed to be completely racist against white people. Massive generalizations against white men yep. in particular. Like, yeah, yeah. It is. It absolutely is discrimination, and it's absolute. What, what you're doing is you're being prejudiced, but you're being prejudiced with a stamp. Well, you've got a stamp of approval. You're yeah, allowed to be. yeah. You're allowed to be. And I love the the just rules that are made up that are ridiculous. It's like, oh, uh, you're a racist. I can't be a racist. Right. I'm yeah. this or that or right. that. I can't be sexist. I can't be this. I mean, right. It's like who's making these fucking right. rules up? Exactly. And how come I am not privy to any of them? Of course, I can't. Yeah. I can't call on any of these rules. The, the beautiful thing about that is that hypocrisy will eventually bite them in their ass. And people who are yeah. rational, who listen to the argument against it, though so you you absolutely can be sexist against men. Yeah, you absolutely can. Of course, and you are. A lot yeah. of feminists are 100% sexist against men. There's this feminist that I follow. Her fucking Twitter picture, the image, the big one, the banner one, yeah. says, trust no man. <laughs> Great. Okay, well, good fucking luck. Good luck <laughs> cutting out half the population. Don't trust them. How about trust all women? You're going to do that? Well, yeah. great. Congratulations. Because you got about... 15 to 20% cunts, and that's you're gonna have to trust all of them. 
Good yeah, luck. yeah. Good well, luck. You got 80, 80, 85, 90 percent maybe good gals. Yeah, and you've you got a you're you're polluted. Well, you've got a polluted population, just like men. There's a yeah. polluted population of men. There's a polluted population of women. If you if you thought that you were going to get pure drinking water without dropping in those uh, purification tablets, you're going to get jarred. There's some shit in there. Yeah, yeah. you're going to get you're going to get sick. There, yeah, that uh, there's no. Um there's no 100% on any no. of that. So when, of when we, not. we saw the whole believe all women thing oh, that happened during the Kavanaugh uh, hearings and whatnot. I didn't do that bit the other night, did I? Uh, I'll, I'll, no. I'll tell you to you off air. Oh, okay. I'll tell you something off air that's... <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like the idea that anyone would say believe all women is as mental as saying believe no women. Exactly. It's the same exactly. stupid thing because there's going to be assholes. There's going to be pieces of shit. Um, I, I, I was saying uh, on the show the other day, like, uh, no one really wants equality. No one, equality isn't good. The, the fight for equality is where it's at. Right. And you never want to attain it because then you're not special anymore. Uh, if you're fighting for equality, that you're always a victim. There's always a, an oppressor and you're fighting that once you're equal, you can be called a shithead. You could be called stupid. Right. Uh, everything else. You're just another face in the crowd with another stupid voice that probably shouldn't be heard. Uh, so no one ever really wants equality, right. no matter how much they're clamoring for it. Even if it does it. get achieved, you're going to find some reason why it's not valid. Right, why it's not valid, and you yeah. can still say that you're, you're being victimized by something. There's the, currency in it. Yeah, yeah, there is. There's, there's definitely equity in being a victim and not yeah. being equal yet. Yeah. You know? But you're yeah, fighting. You can, you can say things that other people can't say. Right. You we can see it all the time. You can be completely prejudiced. You can do a lot of things you could never do if you were another race. Yeah. And now you see this, uh, uh, that Avenatti guy, that lawyer, just hilarious. He, the whole believe all women, and, yeah. then, and then like a fucking movie script, <laughs> it spins around and bites him right in the ass where he's like, I didn't do that. She's lying. Yeah. It's like, Dude, wait a minute. It, the fact that it happened so fast yes. is re- like if that would have been hilarious if it happened two years from now. Yes. But the fact that it happened right after it yes. is just beyond hilarious. Well, like the Asia, Asia Argento chick. Right. Yeah. The other one, one. The one who was uh, accusing Harvey Weinstein of raping her right and then turned out that she had i mean it's basically what what do they call it statutory, statutory rape, rape when with, you have sex with a 17 year old boy which yeah i don't think it is nah, i don't nah. think you think it is either but nah. the law is the law and the fact that it came out and that it came out that bourdain had paid this kid off oh, and during the whole time they're all just believe all women and like don't believe that one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that one you probably shouldn't believe <laughs> I mean, this is this is a problem. You got a real fucking problem. And the fact that all that went down, you know, I mean, it's just when these things play out like this, it almost makes you wonder like, God, I don't I don't really believe we're living in a simulation. But if we were living in something that's designed to almost it, it instills this lack of appreciation for reality. Yeah, like that like it seemed it all seems so bizarre and ludicrous, and it keep people keep like when when Anthony Weiner got in trouble for pulling his dick out. I swear to God, there was part of me that was going, "This doesn't even make sense." <laughs> like this is so so obvious. It's so like right there. Yeah, yeah. It's so on the button. Yeah, it's a, not even subtle enough. A lot of that stuff. It it seems like um, it 
everything works out too much like yeah. it's scripted. Yeah. Like I, during during Trump's campaign, I kept saying he's got to win. I go, this doesn't play if he doesn't win. Right. This isn't Rocky 1. This has to be Rocky 2. He's got to <laughs> fucking win. It's not about the battle and the bravery. and the, He's got to win this for this to work. To really highlight the theater of the absurd. Right, right. He's got to win. Yes. And this is he all the, fucking won. The spotlights in the air. Right. This is the theater of the absurd. I mean, that guy being president with his fake hair sprayed <laughs> so down and twisted. orange skin with the white around the eyes. It all seems so fake. Everything. He, He's, he says the way he looks like, yeah, everything yeah. is insane. I still, every time I see him walking down the stairs at Air Force One, I'm just like, holy fuck, Donald Trump is the president? <laughs> like, what What kind of wacky uh, world? A really wacky world. A uh, uh, really wacky world. Yeah, the other day. undeniably wacky world. When he was giving that speech about Elvis, and it's just like, people told me I look like Elvis. That's what people have told me. If I wasn't blonde, I look like Elvis, and and it's like no no one told you that. You look even a little bit like Elvis. No one ever told you that. Maybe your belly, uh, right when Elvis was sitting on the ball for the last time. But that's about it. How about when that reporter confronted him? Look at the two of them together. <laughs> Come on. Well, when I look uh, at that picture, people tell me I look like the king. Maybe. Oh my God! Maybe a little bit. <laughs> How about the upper right-hand corner one? Have you <laughs> Have you Come ever on. seen Call anyone in trap? Anyone do, 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 do. <laughs> can't walk out? That fat Elvis oh, is my favorite. Fat Elvis. Because I love you too much, baby. Wait, they, of course, a thousand da, 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 da. memes now. Yeah. The, yeah. Have you internet. ever seen someone so committed to a comb over for so many years? Like so committed. But it's not just a comb over. It's, it's like I don't know creation. what it is. It's a wacky contraption. Walking up the stairs of Air Force One where the wind's blowing when from it, behind, you see the whole back of his head is bald. Yeah. You're like, where's the hair coming from? It was like a fucking Vader's head without the helmet. Yeah, exactly. It kind of looked like that weird, like, what's going on? You yeah. never know where it's starting and where it ends and yeah, how chaos. long it is. It's chaos. like, look at that. Oh my God. That's just a picture. The, the video is more disturbing because you see the flaps. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just chaos. Well, the, how about, you know, when he didn't want to go out there for the 4th of July memorial because he didn't want to get his hair wet? His hair wet in the rain? Yeah. That was, uh, yeah, that's what they were saying. Um, what? I don't know. That is such a weird thing. Like, he... It was a se September 11th. That's what it was. The president... The 9-11 one? Oh, it was a Veterans Memorial. Or the World oh, War II it was thing. a Veterans Day? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it odd, memorial though, that... Day. Like, memorial Day. That the president is is a guy that's so like insecure. Yeah, <laughs> that forever for decades he has to fucking do a a fucking Dairy Queen ice cream fucking move on his head every day. Also, he's fat. Like if you're <laughs> yeah. the thing is like if you're really concerned so much about your looks, right? Why are you fat? Like, why are you I fat? Don't get it? I don't think he thinks he's fat. I think he's like one of those guys that you talked about having a. Uh, oh, body dysmorphia. Body dysmorphia. They just he looks in the mirror and sees Elvis, like young leather clad Elvis. <laughs> yeah, he's got this weird thing, you know, where he doesn't believe in exercise because he feels like the body is like a battery and if you put any energy into it's exercise, wear it, out. it wears it out. Well, the motherfucker is up at all hours. Yeah. He uh, uh, dur during the campaign for the midterms, he was doing three rallies a day, flying mm -hmm. all over the country. 
and he never seemed to be like he was falling asleep or, or losing energy. So I don't know what he's doing. Well, do you know about all that? He says, I get exercise. I mean, I walk. I this, I that, Trump 71 said during the Oval Office. I run over to a building next door. I get more exercise than people think. <laughs> I run over to a building next door. I'm amazing. My exercise is incredible. He's on, <laughs> uh, allegedly, according to one reporter, he's on diet pills. And then he's been on diet pills forever. And then oh. uh, there's a prescription that they, I mean, he, he actually even cited the exact Dwayne Reed pharmacy where he was supposed to take this for like a little while and he wound up taking it for years. Ah. He's taking some form of amphetamines. Oh, which, good listen, for him. In this day and age, um, if, you would be fucking stunned if you found out how many journalists, how many people who are writers, how many people that are professionals, how many people that work who are on Adderall. Um, the oh, yeah, community yeah. that I'm in, I mean, I live in an area where there's a lot of people that have money and they work real hard. And because of the fact that they need energy, I know a shitload of people that are taking Adderall. Yeah. Folks that are in Hollywood, folks that are in uh, finance, all sorts of different. Yeah, I, I know quite a few life. also. Yeah, they. It's everywhere, man. I mean, it's, it is such a, you know, the difference between methamphetamine and amphetamines. The difference between meth and what you're getting when you get Adderall is so goddamn close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so close. But meth is crazy. That, you take that That's and you're insane. fucking, you're a meth head. The only difference is how quick it hits you. It's yeah. literally the only difference. Yeah. And then the dosage that you get is obviously regulated if you get Adderall. Right, right. I don't know. I, uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a pill guy. I never have been. What do you got here, Jamie? What are you pulling up? What he says here about being on a treadmill. And oh, awesome. Going on oh. a diet. I was on a treadmill for the first time, actually in quite a while, and it was a very steep angle, and I was there for a very long time, he said. They were surprised. And they said, well, you can stop now. That's amazing. <laughs> and I said, I can go much longer than this if you want me to. <laughs> hey, Trump, I, I got a fucking, right now, buddy, I got a, a challenge. How about you join the Sober October Fitness Challenge next <laughs> oh, year? Oh, man. Hop on. We'll put that strap on you. We'll see what's up. See, we'll yeah, see, yeah. see who's amazed. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mickey Mantle gene. Everything yeah. is over the top yeah. with Trump. It's Trump so said he good. Had dieted successfully before. I have been more of a believer in diet because I'm strong, you know? I've always been more of a believer in diet because I'm strong, you know? <laughs> I hit the ball far. I mean, I'm strong physically, he said. That is so hilarious. Would you imagine wrestling him? How weak he must feel? Like a, just a bag of jello. Just grab a hold of his body and smush it. It's all gushy. And the bones are barely held together with thread. Like, what are you talking about? You're strong. He's you hit strong. the ball far. I'm strong. I mean, when he said that he would beat up Joe Biden, that was my that was like a yeah. peak, peak ludicrousness. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? You're going to beat up Joe? Joe Biden would go down fast and hard. That's what he said. Dude, the fact that they're talking like that, again, <laughs> absurd. It's so fucking funny that, and Biden has said the same thing. Like yes. he, I'll kick his ass. He's a bully. Like, when did the did yeah. Truman and Dewey trade barbs like that back in the day? Is, what is he saying? Nixon and Kennedy. I didn't make a mistake, but they asked me would I like to debate this gentleman, and I said no. I said if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Violence. Yeah. Meanwhile, I don't believe that. I think Trump would kick his ass. I really do. I think Trump is meaner, and I think Biden would make a mistake. 
Yeah, Trump better be would, able to. He would swing and he would slip and he would fall and he'd fuck his knee up and Trump <laughs> would kick him in the face like a soccer ball. He would get lucky and he would walk away and Biden would be holding his teeth and blood coming out of his mouth and he'd be like, "I told you, I'm the best, I'm the best ever," and he'd get away with it. Yeah, it's like he gets away with a lot of things. And there would be a lot of Could people that would want to kick Trump's ass and get back at him, but it would never manifest. It would never come to play. No, no. Just like what's going on now. It's like where people thought Stormy Daniels was going to take him down. And then it turns out Stormy Daniels beat some chick up on a porn set. And, and now she's after Avenatti also because he uh, apparently isn't giving her an accounting of where all the money that she raised uh, online was going to. And he apparently filed, she said, he filed that lawsuit against Trump against her wishes. She didn't want it done. And now she she's <sighs> not getting an accounting suit. of the money. It's hilarious. The defamation suit yeah, the is also defamation the one suit. that she lost. Yes. And now she has to pay his legal fees. Pay his expenses. legal fees. So... This Avenatti guy is hilarious. And he wants to run for president, Just too. Another, another dummy one. in the mix. Another well, dummy. Listen, he's, he's another guy chaining himself to a building. It's the same thing. It's the he's same thing. He's got a bullhorn. Right. Everybody just wants attention. <laughs> I had talk, actually talked to a guy who's in Hollywood. He works in Hollywood. He's like a high-level guy. He's got a respectable job. And he's like, we need a guy like that, like that Avenatti guy on our side who doesn't talk any shit. Why? Who doesn't take any shit. A guy who could call Trump out on his bullshit. And I'm like, what are you talking about, yeah. man? I go, what are you talking about? This guy, this lawyer, <laughs> this guy's the guy you think you need running the country. Are you serious? He's like, a disaster. He, but they wanted to believe that he was the guy. Right. It, it fit the narrative. Like, the yeah, narrative yeah. is, we need a guy like that. We need a good guy like Trump. You know, right. this is what Keith Oberman is. This is what all these people are. A good guy who's going to kill him, you fat fuck, you fucking liar, you piece of shit. You know? Well, Trump, Trump has nothing to lose is, is what it is. Right. Like Trump could say anything and he does because what are they going to do? What are they going to do? He's well, one of the things about diet pills they were, they were putting about amphetamines and they were reading down in this article, all of the side effects of oh, sh- and it's like illusions of grandeur, elevated sense of your place in the world. <laughs> like all these, he is the president. Things. Well, and, and on top of <laughs> elevated that, on sense pills. of the president. Wow. <laughs> That is, I'm the president of the world. I think he thinks he is, but uh, he is. He's he's he fucking. Is. But I mean, if he's the president of the United States, you're basically you're the pretty president much president of the, world. of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at least if there's a, a number one through ten, you're number one. Yeah, yeah. All right, who's number Definitely. two? Who's number two? Putin, Whoever the maybe. fuck that is, that's number two. Number but it's one number two. is Donald fucking Trump. Donald period. Fucking hate him all day. <laughs> One of my favorite Hillary quotes uh, is really okay. recently. She was. She said, "I would like to be president." That's what she said. Oh yeah, yeah. I would like yeah. to be president. Yeah. Well, you should never be president then, because <laughs> that's not what the job is. The job's not some shit you put on your resume. Right, I would right. like to be president. I would like to. I would like a cookie. Yeah, yeah. That's what it comes off as. I would like to be the queen. <laughs> I would like that. I would like if you kiss my ass. <laughs> I would like yeah. if you suck my toes. Yeah. Like what? You would like it. Trump he would that, like it. That's why Trump comes off as like a, just a bad stand-up uh, when he yeah. does those rallies and everything. Yeah. Like you could tell when he's squinting at the, the prompter and he's like, we as Americans must blah, 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 blah. And then you see his eyes open. And he's like, so let me tell you about And he's yeah. off prompter. And yeah. that's when I go, oh, here it comes. <laughs> here comes a winner. And, and when, he, when he talks about ICE, and he's like, the men and women of ICE, just amazing people, a job that none of us want to do. We don't want to do it. And then he starts the crowd work. This guy over here, look at him. He doesn't want to do it. Yeah. See, his wife knows. His wife, like he's doing yes, crowd work. He's doing crowd work. Like, the what president. the fuck? It's the president. It's so 
fucking bizarre. Do you remember that one 90-minute speech that he gave, just <laughs> rambling nonsense, and people go, this is the day the presidency unraveled? <laughs> that was two years ago. That it, shit was forever ago. It was he's forever ago, there. and he's still unraveling. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's not even unraveling. It's just who he is. Do we go back to the, you know, this guy, this the whole, thumb. and... What we need to do, because guaranteed in 2020, that's going to be the pitch against Trump. We need to return to some semblance of society. It's going to be a young Democratic Socialist type character that says a lot of things that the young people want to hear. Right. And then is like completely (laughs) anti-racist, anti-homophobic, trans rights, all that stuff. Right. That's what I think. And there's someone who can hold it together. And someone yeah. who doesn't have a good fucking Beelzebub in the closet. <laughs> yeah, that's getting tougher and tougher to find these days, man. There is some shit. Just fucking graveyards falling out of people's closets. And it's the people that want to be in power that all have these fucking skeletons. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what's the weird thing. <laughs> these people that want to be in power. Yeah. It, it, I think it's hilarious. Like, you, you look at the... Um, a politician like you just described at a rally or a speech and behind them is just it's so well choreographed like every nationality is represented yes. and you know you just see it looks like something out of a fucking star trek episode the hats from different lands and all kinds of things and it's like that to me is just as fake and and uh, potentially like offensive as just the Trump background you know what of it's like? white trash. It's and- like Laura Dern running Star Trek or Star the, Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> That's what it's like. It's the to same To bring thing. it back, yes. It's like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. Not that Laura Dern's a bad actress. She's a great actress. But in that role, in this, I mean, This situation, and when she's like telling the pilot to shut up, I'm oh. like, listen. Stop. That guy's a fucking straight up killer <laughs> yeah. who's out there flying a, a pilot. He's piloting a spaceship and gunning <laughs> yeah. down evil robots. I want to blow up the planet. Yeah, Relax, he's really going to be lady. intimidated by yeah. Laura Dern. I remember when we first started running this empire. Oh, shut, uh, shut the fuck up. Jesus Force-fed. Just yeah. force-fed. <laughs> yeah. There's a I lot of that, though. This, like, these, that. These, these really obvious just theatrical plays at diversity and inclusiveness yeah, and yeah. progressiveness. And you could tell that they like they've pushed every button. There's no authenticity to their their message no, because no. it's like they have to push every correct button and say all the right notes and make all the right sounds. It's yeah, it's this, yeah. It's like this thing they're 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 complying. It's a compliance thing right. as much as it is an expression of who they are as individuals. You know, yeah, like, yeah. You have to be compliant with this new, this new way people are thinking and behaving. But but it's so ham-handed, yes. like like it's really over the top. It's obvious. It's like a guy named Wiener pulling his dick out. It's, right. fake. it's, it's too so obvious. Clunky. It's too clunky. Too right on the head. You know what? I, I heard that some of the movies that uh, are coming out. Um, I think they're doing a girl version of Bad Boys, oh, which is Christ. like, why the fuck? It's, it's just, like they again, did with Ghostbusters. like Ghostbusters, which was such a success. Uh, and then I saw this. There. Well, that, isn't that how Milo got kicked off of Twitter? Yeah, yeah. yeah. By goofing on, uh, what's her name there? Um, Leslie, Leslie Jones. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I read this uh, the other day. Uh, there's a Broadway show of, of King Kong. is now a Broadway musical. And they have this amazing kind of marionette gorilla on the stage giant fucking thing and the girl that plays a uh, and darrow uh and and now a new girl has been uh cast she's black now i'm like this the whole gist of king kong 
is the fact that it's a white broad. Yes. Like the whole island is full oh, there of, she is. of black chicks. Whoa, this this marionette King Kong picks her up. What, what's up with his face? I don't know. They had to make him, you know, almost, uh, you know how it's the characters like the look thing. in the Lion King the musical that. or something. That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. It, so is that, that's all a marionette? Yeah, it's like a fucking, it's on cables and, and shit, and there's people working it. And oh, how strange. It, if you, if there's a video clip of it and you see it kind of move, it's a, uh, it is strange. Oh, yeah, we got to see a video. But like I said, the whole fucking thing is based on yeah. it's the white chick. Yeah. Like, like it, it, it's part of the story. You can, I can understand you can cast a black actress and a white actress as part. Is that, yeah. But when it's so integral to the story Whoa. that this fucking guy... Yeah, isn't that sick? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It looks pretty fucking badass, but where's his fur? What's he, this guy? Get out of there, buddy. <laughs> wow, this is amazing, man. Yeah, isn't that sick? In a fucking on Broadway stage, they got all this... Uh, that's incredible. Going on. It really is. That really is amazing. They got the teeth lit up and everything. Wow. Yeah, the lighting is pretty important. <laughs> and, That's actually uh, pretty badass. So this is the old one. The old one used to be a blonde chick. And they go, yeah, yeah. No, not anymore. It now has we're going to get a black trans man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. the whole gimmick is that Kong has been on this island with black chicks. Yeah. And he sees her and just loses his fucking mind. Yeah, I have a whole bit about I it. I heard yeah. it the other night. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> It's so goddamn funny. I mean, it is true. It's like that, yeah. that movie is like the most racist movie of all it's time. Horrifically racist. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy. Yeah. When when the remake came out, uh, I think it was the Peter Jackson remake came out. Um, Patrice went off on it. Yeah. Uh, and did a whole thing about what the movie represents and what the chick and the gorilla represents and everything. <laughs> and it was fucking brilliant. <laughs> Only as Patrice could have done it. Uh, and he, you know, he nailed it. Do you know the, the, the movie Frozen, the little kids movie? Yeah, I never the, saw it. But. The girl uh, who can fucking turning things into ice and yeah. everything. There's a, a Disney version, a live Disney version that they've decided to do. Uh, and in the live Disney version, there the girl is now played by a black girl. Uh huh. But it's it's a blonde girl who lives in like Norway. Yeah, it doesn't make. See, but they decided. I... <laughs> <laughs> to have her be played by a black girl and people went crazy it, they sent all these emails in like this is outrageous like what are you doing it's like yeah but it, i feel like these companies they it's there's too many people involved right it's not like mm. compound media it's just anthony cumia making decisions right right with something like disney you have this board and you probably in, in california like you have to have a certain amount of women on the board Can right you imagine like, what that must be like you have to have yeah. like equal representation of everyone everyone's super concerned about diversity like i have a friend Crazy. Who pitched a show and when they wa walked in there the first question they said he pitched the show they go okay where's the diversity <laughs> where's the diversity like he was pitching a sitcom yeah, like, yeah. where's the diversity he's like uh, I'm just pitching you something funny. I pitch you a funny program. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, we need a, a we need an Asian man. We oh, need a black Christ. woman. We need a this and that. We and again, a, like we were talking about, yeah. it's so obvious yeah. that it becomes distracting. Yeah. Like I don't want I don't want to have to watch something that that diversity is just forced in there. Right. Uh, because you you notice it and now you're distracted and you can't really enjoy the thing. Like that King Kong thing. Like yeah. like how do you, how do they do the part? Where the, the, the natives on Skull Island, uh, Kong is just like, ah, get out of here. But this one is like, oh, this, 
Yeah. Like they, it, there has to be something different. Yeah. <laughs> and it's definitely the hair color <laughs> and the skin color. It's just what it was. It's regardless of how uh, horrible it is or or whatever. Get past that. It's just the way it is. Grow up. Right. Move right. on. I yes. The time has passed you by, old man. <laughs> old white dude. Yeah. Oh, old white dude doesn't like when a black woman gets a role that's designed for all black women or all white it's women. So there are so many instances where that's fine and no one would notice and whatever. I don't even. I don't have a problem with Hamilton or whatever. They want to cast founding fathers as black and Hispanic dudes. Whatevs. Go at it. But like when it's an integral part of the story. It's most of the story. It's the most why of the, the reason. The right. loses his mind. Is right. He falls in love with the white chick. The whole time he's, he's on camera in the movie, it, he's there losing his mind because of the white chick. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just don't make a movie. Uh, right, then just don't. Don't do make it. the movie or <laughs> don't, don't do make it. the play. The idea yeah. that you're going to make the play, but we're going to have a black woman of color. We're going to have a yeah, woman yeah, of color. Yeah, yeah, woman of color. That's that's, that's what you one of my now. favorite criticisms is how dare two white people have this discussion without a, a, a person of color in well, the Well, that's room. true. Yeah, yeah. That's the, we'll that's probably the best catch shit one. for this. But it's from who? Yeah. From that's... who that can go fuck themselves? <laughs> who? Who with your <laughs> preposterous idea? The idea that we hold on, Anthony, before we go any further, Let's bring in a person of color. Yeah, yeah, a person Otherwise, of color. How should we? We are we are two privileged people. We shouldn't be discussing these. That issues. is true. Like you can't even communicate about something. No, no, you can't. And all we hear about is how we need an open and honest discussion about race. Right. And then the second you try to have one, wah! Yeah. Shut up! Don't talk about. Well, here's that. one that everybody keeps ignoring. You want to know what's racist? Harvard tries really hard to keep Asian people out. Yeah, They're yeah. They're making it way more difficult because Asian people are far better at school than white people. It's just the way it is. <laughs> and they have to balance it. They, it would be full of Asians. But so what? <laughs> if it everybody was uh, got accepted for qualifications, yeah. that would be Asian Harvard. But it is amazing that people that are rallying against racial discrimination don't look at that because that is absolute racial discrimination but on the yeah. other end of the spectrum. Right, right. You're, you're taking these people that are they are a minority, they're a small percentage of the population and they vastly outperform most other groups. Yeah, yeah. And because of that, Harvard has made it more difficult for them to get in. And now there's a giant class action lawsuit against one of the most liberal and progressive institutes of higher learning ever. And <laughs> yeah. they're racist. They're fucking undeniably racist. That is racist. Is that? Yeah. It's racist, it is racist against the superior people. It's absolutely based on nothing but someone's race, ethnic yes. background. Yeah. And uh, they're they're doing it. Yeah. Well, so. they're doing it for now. For now. But but you don't hear about this from the social justice warriors and no, all the no, race no. baiters. They want to go on about white privilege and, you know. Yeah. It, it really is fun. Look, I, I just like bringing shit up that I notice. And, and yeah. if I notice that they're squeezing diversity into something that doesn't need it, I, I, I think it looks, it's like I said, distracting and it, it's out of place. And then other things, like the other day, I noticed, uh, and, and you probably shouldn't even say it, that the uh, Mars probe that just landed on Mars, and they showed the control room at Jet Propulsion Laboratories, and they're all applauding, could possibly be the least diverse room I've ever seen in my life. A bunch of white nerds. Yeah. That's all it was. There it's were a couple of, like, uh, big women. Like, like uh, kind of, you know... Lesbians. Lesbians. Uh, there, were couple, <laughs> there were a couple of them in there, but for the most part, it was every nerdy guy grown up and right. landing a fucking... Beck, 
a billion miles away uh. on fucking Mars. It, it, it's it's insane because when a push comes to shove, you need the people that can get the job done. Right. And and if it's that room of people, it's that room of people. Uh, you can't artificially diversify something just for the optic and get the job done. They right. had everyone in that room had a reason to be there. And I assume it's based on qualifications. But if you notice that or mention it, I'm sure I'll be called a fucking racist for that. But yeah, for sure. Don't ever notice things. You can't that's notice what the, the rule is. Don't notice trends. Don't notice things. I feel like that's going away, though. I yeah. really do. I, I think do. so. I just I don't see it lasting. I, I just I, I feel like it, it's a, a bright wave of nonsense that's hitting us, and it's going to balance back out. And rational thinking is going. Here's the thing: like this is one of the things that drives me crazy. It's like you know, uh, address your white privilege, recognize your white privilege. No, you know why? I'm not racist. Okay, so if I'm not racist, you should be concentrating on racism. You shouldn't be concentrating on people who don't experience racism because they're fortunately white. Because I didn't do anything. You didn't right, do right, anything yeah. just by being. But what they're doing is they're putting you in a position where you're always guilty. And once they put you in that box, they always can shut you up because they're, the logic is not very good. Uh -huh. So the discourse is not – it's not well thought out. It's not really nuanced. So because of that, they want to be able to just push a button and shut you off. Right. And that button is the white privilege button. But that's – you're looking at a reality. Yeah, do white people have it easier than people who get racially discriminated against? Yes. Sure. But the problem is not the white people that have it easy. The problem is the people that racially discriminate. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah, yeah. So you're looking at the wrong thing. So you're finding someone you want to make them a bad person just by being the you know the the thing that you've decided is the oppressor. Like, yeah, it's a racist thing. Everything is the same level. Whether you have an opinion about something, just voicing an opinion about something that involves race or sexuality or whatever it is, and literally uh, calling for violence against yes. people of a certain. It's all in the same category when it's ridiculous. You could have your, your personal opinion on anything that, that is sensitive these days. Like I said, race or sexuality or what have you. Uh, it doesn't mean anything unless you use some kind of negativity or oppression or something against uh, the person because of your opinion. Uh, until you do that, you just have a fucking opinion. Right. And, and, and it's not all that dangerous. Uh, Patrice used to say that too. He goes, I never met a racist in my life. I was, I never met one, never sat down and had someone call him the N word or anything like that. He goes, well, never he, met one. He's been in the wrong places. Maybe we, we, could, say we could take him some places, but, but it's like, yeah. let, let's say you have somebody that uh, has a low opinion of, of black people and, and you, you go into a bar, you sit down and there's a black dude sitting there and you're watching the Yankee game or something and go, uh, uh, he goes, hey, look at that. The Yankees are winning. Do, is is the guy going to turn around and go, fuck you, dropping M-bombs? Or is he going to go, yeah, I, I guess so. Like, like there's there's levels of, of right. uh, the, he might have an idea about it, but until you start exercising that, I, I don't, honestly, you don't see a problem with it. There's people that discriminate and they have, they have discriminatory ideas about all sorts of things. It's just when you allow some but don't allow others. 
when you allow discrimination against white people, but you don't allow it against black people. Right, yeah. You create resentment. When you allow discrimination mm -hmm. against men, but don't allow it against women, because you feel like women have been victimized, so it's our time. It's our turn. Well, no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> doesn't work that way, especially when you're talking to people that aren't rapists. Right. Uh, you, yeah. you call everybody a rapist, and the people who aren't rapists, you go, oh, okay, so you think everybody's a rapist. Well, you're, well, you're fucking crazy. And then they start changing what rape is. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's, that's kind of what they've done. I mean, um, obviously, the, uh, like the Louis C.K. situation, I know that is so, people are so divided on that one. And my opinion is if, if he didn't do anything, um, make anyone do anything against their will, He's just a guy that has a strange proclivity. To, you know, yes. he likes jerking off in front of people. Apparently, the cat's out of the bag there. Yeah. But, like, it, were those girls that upset 20 years ago? Were they that upset 20 years ago that, that now it's an issue? Or were they giggling? Were they let, like, I need to know how they were then. Because I don't give a fuck what you think now. Like, at the time... What, was it okay? Was it cool with you? Did you sit there and fucking rib, elbow to the ribs with your girlfriend and go, look at this guy jerking off in front of us? Uh, it, it, to me, I don't care what what time is done because it, the, 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 the way something looks, the morality or ethics or respect that is expected in 2018 ain't what it was 20 years ago. Right. So you can't be held liable for something you did 20 years ago when it was normal or a little strange or whatever the fuck it was. Well, I think it's always been weird to beat off in front of people. That's an odd thing to do. <laughs> the thing, thing about it is, though, he asked if he could. Right. And this is something that I've, I've brought up to people. I go, you know, and people say, oh, you know, he would lock these women in a room and beat off to them. Nah. I go, stop. Okay, if you're going to like push this... You're, you're saying that because that fits your narrative, uh -huh. that he's this abusive person who's abusing his power. Now, here's another problem with that. When this was all going down, he wasn't very famous. No, that's just it, too. So what power was he abusing? Yeah, he, he was a successful comedian. He was admired by his peers because he was really funny. Yeah. But he wasn't Louis C.K., like the superstar filling out Madison Square Garden Louis C.K. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the same guy. You know, he, he didn't even have all the HBO specials and all the Netflix specials. He yeah, wasn't yeah. the same guy. So he was just another comic that liked to beat off in front of people, and he would ask first. So right. when you say that he, you know, forced these women and wouldn't let them leave, none of them say that. In fact, mm -hmm. he asked, and when they said no, he didn't do it. He didn't say, oh, well, good. You don't want me to beat off? That'll make it feel even better when I beat off <laughs> yeah. in front of you. Shut the fuck up and sit down. <laughs> yeah. No, he wasn't doing that. No, no. no. He was asking, which yeah. is which is so strange. It's but a weird thing. It's not It's it's not in the same realm as, as Harvey Weinstein. It's or not even fucking, close. Uh, no, it's not even close. It's not even close, but people don't want you to rationalize. No. They don't want you to grade things. They just want to talk about abuse. All abuse gets shoveled into this one little pie chart right. area. Like, this is male abusers. Yeah. And then they'll put Matt Lauer right next to Bill Cosby, right next to Louis C.K. Like, well... This seems kind of crazy. And then when you say it's crazy, like Matt Damon said, Let's, uh, I think we should make a distinction. They went, ah, oh, get yeah. off the movie. You can't be an Ocean's oh. 8. <laughs> no. no! You're, you become right? a rape apologist yeah, if you, uh, exactly. you say things like that. And uh, it, it's weird. Because 
it's odd because even saying the word rape these days, you, you, like a, a little red flag goes off <gasps> in your head. Like, how did I say that? Did I say Careful. it? Did I say it evil? And it was it, it, did it sound evil or can't just, be salivating? Don't, right. Don't be rape. salivating. Don't smile when you yeah. say it. It's very somber. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it is strange. It's this. Uh, I, I use the term all the time because it's the only one that really fits. Orwellian. Yes. Everything is so strange now. It. If you read 1984 years ago. You couldn't fathom things getting like that. Right. But, man, in some cases, it's even worse than, than expected. You it think is. there aren't un, un-person? You don't think there's an un Alex Jones, un-person. Yeah. Wipe them clean from the fucking... Uh, that's it. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, uh, Newspeak. Words are twisted. Like, it means the opposite of what it was supposed to mean. And, and uh, it, it, it's something that you never thought would happen. I, I always thought, like, you read a book like that or some other kind of um, dystopian. dystopian story, you get like a uh, like an orb. It's supposed to be some kind of orb with the government looking at you and, yeah. don't do that, sir. 265302, sit down. And, and then it's like, oh, fuck, it was us. Oh, we're the rats. We, yes. we pick up our phone. And we rat each other out, and we're big brother. Like, we turned out to be the bad guys. Yeah. The collective. It's not the government. They fucking... Like, like oh, boy, you're going to... The government's going to put a tracking device on you. Fuck that. He comes to my house and wants to put... I'll, I'll shoot him. I don't care. Oh, you forgot your phone. Don't, don't leave your house without your fucking tracking device. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing. And they do use those in crime of cases. Of course. Everything yeah. is presented as a convenience. When I first got Easy Pass, it was like, this is awesome. I don't have to wait on a line at a toll booth and throw change in or something. I'm whizzing right through. And then I see a story. It's like, oh, Easy Pass using a divorce case to see what the husband was going here or there. Or there. Ah. And it's like, oh, that's handy. That's handy. And then uh, you see on the insurance commercials, it's like, use this safe driver thing. It goes in your car and it acts like a, a plane's black box. And, and it shows how safe you drive and they'll reduce your rates. It's like, really? It's not going to be used if I'm speeding and getting into an accident for them to go, yeah, we're not paying your fucking thing. Because obviously we read that you were speeding and, uh, and, and didn't stop. or it, Like, it's all presented as a convenience. Alexa you literally, your TVs, they all rat you out. It's, Alexa isn't this magic thing that everything happens internally. That shit sends everything you say out, records it somewhere, and then sends whatever answer it's supposed to give back, back to it, and that's what it is. But everything is is saved, and do you really know when it's listening and what, when you're talking? You say certain things. I had Alexa for a little while. I don't know why. All I ever did was like, Alexa, weather, and it would tell me the weather. I could have checked on my phone. And then it started doing things like, I'd just be watching TV, and it would be like, I don't have an answer for that. Like, yeah, I don't need that shit. I don't know what it's doing. I don't know so what it's... So it's listening to dialogue from the television? From maybe the TV. Maybe it's just listening to every fucking thing I say I think and it sending is a transcript to every somewhere. every fucking thing you say. Because then you could go to the app on your phone and every question you ever asked it is listed there in text fucking form. Swear to you. Every conversation you have with that goddamn thing is somewhere. Well, hey, if you're not doing cloud. anything bad, what are you worried there about? There you go. Hey, well, hey, 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 as long as it keeps us safe. Right, right. It keeps what are us you safe. About? How about, yeah, if you're not doing anything bad? Well, in 10 years, will this be bad? In five years? Just like shit that 20 years ago wasn't bad. Now it's a fucking crime. Right. Uh, you'll be exiled from society. I don't know if what I'm saying now 
can be brought up in 10 years. And, you know, when I play video games, I say some pretty nasty shit. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, I don't want Alexa or, or my smart TV to listen to every fucking thing I say and record transcripts of what I'm talking about. And we bring it in our house. No one's forcing you to put this fucking rat in your house. You, you, you paid for it. You spent money. And you put it there and plugged it in yourself. It's amazing how we went from not trusting anything. I remember when online shopping first started, and you're like, I'm not putting my credit card in there. Now you laugh. You go, what are you kidding? You just drove through 20 face scanners, license plate scanners to get here. Your card is being picked up by a sensor so they can target advertise you in the mall. So there is no privacy anymore. And we love it. We love that there's no privacy. I don't want to go to the mall for Christmas. I go to Amazon. And now there's a list of every fucking thing I buy at Amazon that's being sent to everyone all over the place. You think you got privacy? Fuck you. You can't even move to uh, Montana anymore in a cabin and be off the grid. It just doesn't happen. So I love Jesse the bot. You ever see Jesse when yeah. he does, I'm off the grid. I'm, I'm going to Mexico and I'm off the grid. And it's like... <laughs> He's got a show called Off the Grid. It's yeah. like, well, you're on the grid. You're on I, TV, I think. bro. <laughs> I'm a fighter. Uh, governor. He's, uh, yeah, he's off the grid, but he's yeah. constantly on the grid. There's no off the grid anymore. There's, There's no, no off, off the, the grid. grid. The whole world's going to be on the grid. Yeah, the and whole world. That's what they're targeting. To expand these satellite imagery uh, things for uh, oh my god for yeah. um, uh, internet. They're yeah. doing that as well. Where they're going to have satellite internet available everywhere, all over the world. Yeah, Third all world over the world, bringing everybody up to speed. And I was talking about this with somebody else. Isn't it amazing that GPS has worked for as long as it has? Yeah. Flawlessly. It's amazing how good it works. Never a problem. Inch by inch. Like literally it tells you turn right and you're right there. It's crazy. And I think we have the dumbed down version. Like the military has that. The premium version. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, by the the inch. And we have, you know, by a couple of feet. But it's to me it's amazing that. Like it, it's worked this long. I it never goes it out. CD-ROM. Like, oh, it's really. I had it on CD-ROM <laughs> in my car in 1998. Styling. Yeah, I had the early version of of that, and it was a big stupid thing that had to sit on top of the roof of my car to catch <laughs> to catch the satellite. What, image. like a disc or yeah, something? Yeah, it was like some some weird antenna that had to go up there. That yeah, they they used to have to have to to pick up the uh, the GPS. How come the satellites aren't <laughs> any different, but the receivers are are like can be a lot smaller? It's, like it's your fucking phone. It's in I mean, your fucking it picks phone. Picks up while it's in your pocket. They're tracking you while it's in your pocket in your car as you're driving. Of course, when yeah. it's it's off when it's I, I don't trust any of these electronics I use them I'm not going to throw my fucking phone away yeah. and and if I do forget it there's no more horrifying feeling than driving away from your house and going oh fuck yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't have my tracking device and you will turn around and, and get it because you yeah. can't function without it yeah. it's everything to people again if if there was that EMP or whatever the fuck it is that just zaps the uh, the grid you would see pandemonium yeah. in no time. Well, you would see pandemonium if just the power grid went down for any reason. If someone, yeah. like a terrorist attack took out the power grid, yeah. we need power way more than we think we do. Oh, it's absolutely. Just, you just think nothing of. We In New York, we had uh, the hurricane a few years ago, like five, six years ago, I guess it was, and um, the one that took out Jersey and mm-hmm. Long Island and stuff. And uh, we went nine days without power in, in the house in, in on Long Island. 
and you could see it fraying around the edges, man. Society just, the first couple of days, you'd be on online at the gas station to fill up jerry cans to take back to your generators at the house. And it's like, oh, okay, excuse me. Oh, no, oh, you were first. Go ahead, go ahead. By that seventh, eighth day, it got, fuck you. No, I was standing here. Go fuck yourself. Get to the back of the line. Now, could you imagine if that was you trying to get your kid's medication or something mm. or food? Like it just goes a little longer and now mm -hmm. food's getting a little scarce. You are going to have a problem. And I'm stunned it hasn't happened uh, to any extent, really. We saw, we saw it close with Katrina, I think, mm -hmm. uh, and violence started. That was... That was a little out of hand. But you zap that grid and give people they have nothing. I wound up getting a giant fucking, like a Cummings generator. This thing like is for backup power at hospitals. So when the power goes out in my neighborhood, literally my pool is running, floodlights in the backyard, every TV's on. It comes on automatically. You just sit there. What does it fuel with? And it's a uh, liquid propane. How uh, big but is the tank? I have two 1,000-gallon <laughs> tanks buried in my front yard. What? In so the fuck, it would dude. it would it would last for a long fucking time. How long is a and, long time? Uh, I, depending on how much you use, because uh, the more uh, the more draw on it, the the harder the engine's got to work. So it depends. If I'm running my whole house, I don't. Know, it, it would last uh, a few weeks. And it's safe for that propane to be in those cans underground. Oh yeah, and underground. Not deteriorate. Nah, they're in giant tanks. They're running natural gas into my uh, neighborhood. So I might have it converted over to natural gas. But I like the fact that if the gas breaks, too, I can still at least jack a, an LP truck somewhere and fill up my wow. own tank, you know. That's if crazy. push came to shove. But it is just every light in the house can be on. My neighborhood's dark. I'm just looking out looking, ha-ha, fuckers. <laughs> Has that happened? Uh, yeah, yeah, a few times. Uh, I'm waiting for a big one, though. Like, I really want a big, bad blackout just but so I can. then they're going to know that you're the guy with the power. That's you're it. You're the guy with the refrigerator. That's where the guns come in. <laughs> like, it really, it, 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 there is something a little creepy about the, the prospect that we are really delicately balanced uh, as a society. It could really fly apart. Um, we trust too much that the power's just going to be on. Yeah. That the water's going to run. Yeah. That the food's going to be at the supermarket or whatever the fuck it is. Like, you got a great advantage being able to hunt. Do you know helps. how many people don't know? Do you know what American refugees would look like? The fat fucking mess crossing some border to Canada to be saved from some cataclysm that happened down here. What a bunch of fucking just weak, soft, know-nothing. <laughs> Every convenience they've used for years. Just not trained in, in the feeding yourself outside in the wild. You have no idea. You ever skin an animal? You ever kill something to eat? Uh, do, you, do you know how to get water from just the humidity in the air? Or you know, There are things that we just don't know because we depend on technology and we trust that it's always going to be there because it has been. I mean, you know, we, we get very complacent, but that's why if it ever failed, oh, fuck, you better uh, hunker down somewhere. <laughs> it's crazy. Indeed. And on that note, dude, we just did like 
four hours. Uh, unre- it seems like it flew right by. It did flew. That fly right is by. nuts. Yeah. Joe, I, I got to thank you, man. I, I Thank you. Listen, I love you being are, on your show. I, for real. You're the reason why this all happened. It's crazy. Now people know. It's fucking nuts. I, I, I love it. Thanks, buddy. I, I always, love it. Always good seeing thank you, man. You, thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. Cool. Oh, Anthony the book. Kumi, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, he's got a book out. Uh, permanently suspended, available uh, anywhere. Go to compoundmedia.com for uh, all the details. All right. Bye. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Hold <laughs> on.